Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Porchville. Welcome back. We're down here in Porchville. Porchvillepod.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Anywhere you download your podcasts, you can find the Porchville Podcast. And of course, you know you can always find us right here on the porch, hanging out, having a good time. Um, I know we've had a little bit of technical difficulties over there with Hellfire Radio, uh, for those of you tuning in and um, checking us out, but uh, we are getting the kinks worked out, so this week, if you're listening to us at hell on, uh, at hellfireradio.com, it should be right about 9 o'clock Eastern Time right now, so hope that works out, and uh, we'll see. If it doesn't, fuck it. Go to the website and listen, so. My co-host, First Lady of the Porch, Porchville, First Lady of Porchville. The Porch Mama. The Porch Mama. The Porch Mama. My lovely wife, Katie. What up? How you doing? Doing great. Back for episode 18. Your episode two. I mean, three if you really count. You got to check out that uh, better half. The better half. That's episode four. Go back in the archives. Check out when Katie and her three friends took over Porchville. It was good times. It was fun. It was fun. Lots of talking about doing laundry and shit, you know. Just day to day life. I'm kidding. Day to day bullshit. <laughs> that's that's all it is. So tonight we got a we got a very uh very fun guest with us tonight. Um you may have heard him on episode fourteen, the Merry Christmas ugly sweater Porchville party. Um, Inebriated edition Yes sir okay. Yes sir Mr. Darren Lane <laughs> Thank you Filmmaker extraordinaire I don't know if I'm extraordinaire You're pretty extraordinaire Struggling How's that sound We're all, <laughs> I think You know everybody struggles in life And I think that's um, I think when you hear people go Overnight success Or anything like that I don't believe in that And I think everybody who's In any business Knows that it doesn't matter whether you've got a lawn mowing business or whether you've got you know a multi-million dollar company. You're start you're starting out and you're struggling as you go along. Yeah, I, I have two documentaries under my belt, so I'm working on a third one, and I'm still not where I want to be. And yeah. I, I know friends in the music business, and they're phenomenal. And they're like, you can tell them, man, you're great, you're great. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still not where I want to be. Yeah, and it's always going for the next the next level that's where that, but that isn't that yeah. what you should always be doing oh absolutely just, you know always going on and uh trying to get to that next level you I, know i think that's the deal and you know if it's a passion that becomes the blood yeah. it becomes exactly what you want to do but I, I think the one thing about the passion that i don't think a lot of people follow is is that it's a respect for the craft and again no matter what you're doing whether it's you know Mowing lawns, and I use that as a you know because there are people who are very successful lawn mowing companies. They really are. Yeah, I mean, like, really like Mr. Diamond Dave. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Diamond Dave, he's not he's not like a big wig corporate guy, but no, you know he's been he's done his own thing on his all, all on his own. He's built his business, right. uh, you know, from from nothing, mm-hmm. I've literally just from an idea. And I've, I've I've been there watching him from the from the blah, beginning. That's Sorry, right. I'm a little tongue tied. See, that's why I, I mentioned it like that. I don't want it to sound like, 
you know, that is any belittling job because every job is important. Yeah, yeah. But every day is humble beginnings, and that's really where it comes from. Yeah. You don't just start at the top, and if you do, it's usually a crash and burn situation, and everybody's looking at you going, yep. how'd you get there, and why did you get there? Yeah. You know? And, you know, that's not where... Those guys that are grinding it out, you know, they get oh, kind of yeah. jealous. Well, you know. you know, the thing is jealousy, I think, is really weird because we've all been there, but unless we know what's going on in other people's lives, we have no idea what's really going on. That's true. You know, and, you know, I say, I try and walk a mile in a man's shoes, you know. I wear a size nine, so if anybody wants, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't quite think it's going to be the equation that I'm going for, the, anal- you know, the analogy that I'm going for, but the truth of the matter is, is we all walk different paths well, in life. Well, you're 100% right. As a matter of fact, just yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine, um, and we were discussing the behavior of another friend, and uh, I said, "Well, you know, everything seems to be going like perfect in, right. for this guy." I said, "But you know what? I guess maybe I don't really know the whole story. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe, maybe home is a fucking train wreck or something like that. I don't know. Could be. So, and we don't, you know, we don't know that. Nope. I, I, I honestly don't like to get into people's lives with yeah. certain things. I mean, I think we all have enough of our own drama." Than to pick up somebody else's baggage. <laughs> <laughs> you bet your ass. You know, 100%. And, and, and that's the deal. And and I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I mean, because when people get together, sometimes they do carry one of those baggage, but they're complimenting each other. Yeah. It's not like, hey, this is my stuff and you're going to schlep it because no way. I mean, that's yep. just not really what you want to do. But if it's a, a meeting point, at least. And um, no, no matter what it is, whether it's relationships or business relationships or whatever, if you're doing something and the other people in your crew are like, you know, just sitting around or yeah. hanging around the office or wherever it is that they're doing. And you happen to be doing the majority of the work or it seems like you're doing the majority. I know, of the work. I know a thing or two about wait, that. Wait, 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 rewind. So you're saying that you, you shouldn't judge that those people aren't doing anything. Hold on. Yeah, I guess because, I'm kind of a. I'm guess you know what you're right. Yeah, fuck those people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> those lazy well, bastards. You know what? I mean, I, I'm sorry if I'm sitting there busting my ass. Yeah. I look over and the person's sitting on their ass. No, yeah, yeah you're right. that's. It's, but that yeah. shows the character of the person. Right. I mean, and I went not picking anybody out. That's not it. I mean, I'm just saying anything in general. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's really cool. we all have our own crosses to bear. Our own. We can use all these cliches we want to. Right? <laughs> So so we, we, we got together uh, to talk film, mm-hmm. to talk about some documentaries that you've done. And, uh, and we're definitely, we're definitely going to get to those. But, you know, I think we, we got to give people a little bit of the backstory, The history. You the know. history. How I did mean, we I mean, meet you? I mean, yes. We met through a guy named Joe Herschel. Joe. And Joe I met when I was working at the gym. Joe has been on the show numerous yes. times. And he also was in the inebriated version of he the He was. He was special ugly sweater. Yes, he had one of the uglier ones. And so I, I met him, and I said this. And speaking of not judging, because I tell this story, and he thinks it's funny, and maybe people don't think it's funny, but you know, it's just how it was. When I met him, he looked a lot like Wayne Static. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, "You look like Wayne Static." I said, "Don't take this the wrong way." First, I said, "Because I love this kind of music, and I hope you do too." And he's like, and I said. You look like Wayne Static because his hair literally was like sticking up, oh, like yeah. stepping into a Slim Jim kind yep. of thing, right? And um, and we started talking. And then one day, it was really weird, he posted something on Facebook about uh, 
buying tickets if you want to buy your tickets to come see our show and it was with fozzy right so I was oh like, yeah that's right that's when holidays like, yeah. for fozzy so there was um shaman's harvest shaman's harvest texas hippie texas, coalition yes yes and those and guys fozzy. play rockville which is yeah, kind of cool both yeah. those bands so he and i made like an arrangement where we we're going to meet at a park it sounded shady as anything a real <laughs> sketch so he shows up. We meet some random guy <laughs> barely know from the gym yeah, in a I'm park. S- I'm trying to save like three dollars or whatever on a ticket, right? So this is I mean, here's my life. Anyway, he finally shows up, and we both look at each other, and I go, "Joe," and he goes, "Darren." I'm like, it, "We didn't even put it together." I mean, that's how funny it is. But that's those are kind of the follies in life, you know. And those yeah. are like they make great stories. And through Joe, I met you guys. Yeah. And we went to Rockville yeah. together, and we did the VIP package. And anybody who's out there. It's worth the extra couple dollars oh, because man. It's great. the toilets. Oh my gosh! Forget the toilets at the general fuck, admission. Fuck the toilet. The air conditioning that's in those bathrooms yep. Yep. for that for that you know couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. It's 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 heaven. Well, it's not just that. Look at quality over quantity. Yeah. You yeah. Know, absolutely. I mean, if you're sweating, just. Ugh. And <laughs> I honestly wish they move it about two weeks earlier. Yeah. I've had it. Well, they've said it, and it's it's in, May, so it's May eighth through the eleventh right? in Daytona. Yeah, right? so May eighth through the tenth. Eighth so through the tenth, which just so happens to be my daughter's birthday. Uh oh, and we're still going. She's, she's not she's not happy about it. I mentioned it to her the other day. Well, I think maybe we're gonna make up for it. Though. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was yeah. gonna I, see. You're the parents. I sh- I'm not influencing in any way, but you all, guys. All know you gotta me. do is say some <laughs> shit like, you know, listen, we're gonna give you two birthday parties, and she'll be like, two birthdays? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> well, I know about that kind of thing, a birthday thing. Um, when were you guys born? I was born in 1980. What month though is what I'm gonna July. Ask. You and I have a lot in common. And how about you? When were you born? October '83. So. You won't really relate to this, but you and I relate to this. Yeah. What's the biggest thing about having your birthday in July? What's the biggest, like... Well, for me, it was always the fact that it was on the 3rd, and mm-hmm. so I'd always tell everybody, well, you know, the fireworks on the 4th, yeah, that's that's for me. So mine's on the 24th. Okay. Okay, so if I was in Europe, it's 24-7, so I'm always right. Partying. Nice. But that's not what I was getting at. It's in the summer. It's in the summer, and That's there's true, no yeah. kids to really hang out with. Because guess what? Everybody's on vacation, or they're here, they're yeah. there. They're having, like, what's going on? So my sister's birthday is in September, and school begins. See you in September, yeah. right? Back then, back when we were growing up, because we were about the same age. Yeah, I think it starts in August now. And now like it starts in August. Mid-August or some shit. So we'd have it, like, at the roller skating rink, or, wow. or one of those uh, places, right? Yeah, you're speaking her language, right? Yeah. So yeah. we go, and people are like, oh, it's, you know... So my sister and I would quote unquote share our birthday because September right was the time when everybody could get together, so to speak. And um, it's for you, those of you at home, <laughs> I, I did a little Jimi Hendrix thing with the springs on the uh, mic stand. That's on our uh, list of upgrades in, okay. in 2020 or 2021. So we'll vulcanized see. sleeving on that should probably <laughs> cover that, and then just. Um, but anyway, so she, she and I, we had uh, you know this like shared birthdays, and people say. Oh, Darren, like, I didn't realize your birthday was so close to your sister's. Like, it's not. <laughs> it's in July, and people like, look at us like, like, scratch your heads kind of thing. I'm right. Like, it's like, yeah, well, you know, nobody's around in the summertime, right? I mean, and they're kind of like, oh, I get it. But it means that our parents were probably busy around Thanksgiving, you know. Oh, but you know what? Of, we weren't, we weren't, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't as connected. 
right as as they are as kids are now or parents are now because right. now we can just turn around and you know start a facebook group or some shit like yeah, that yeah. for all of the parents in the class and you know oh hey it's july and we can invite everybody over right but see back in the day you actually had to pick up and rotary dial every fucking number like <laughs> are you kidding no way no i remember those you get about two friends you know i tell people about um you know phone booths and they look at me and i'm like i'm like <laughs> I, what are you talking we, about you we, see them once in a while but we, i'm talking about the glass ones that you could actually get in not the oh one that yeah. you can like oh. that's what i'm talking about anthony we have a picture of him and it's so fucking adorable mm-hmm. but yet so innocent and it shows you how much time has changed oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and we went up to Publix, and they had a phone mm-hmm. like you know slap an old phone booth old phone booth you know phone hanging on the wall Slap a quarter in it, make a call, <laughs> and then that shit went, went up to what? It was like fifty cents to make even, a call. It got up to it like a dollar. Well, now it's you know everybody has but, a cell phone. You get them real cheap. That's yeah. the thing. But in an emergency, you really if that's what you have to use, you have to use. Yeah. But he walks out and he's like, "Mommy, what's that?" And I'm like, "It's a phone." And I have this a is picture, a pay phone. Uh, it's a pay phone. And I was like, you know, but it wasn't working. Like, he couldn't make a call off of it. It wasn't connected. It was no- working. I just don't think we had any quarters on us. <laughs> no. Who carries change anymore? <laughs> Fucking A. It's all electronic. That's too funny. Needless to say, got an awesome picture of him yeah, outside. He just stood there, like, looking up, bewildered and amazed. Like, like what is, what this? is this? I mean. And he's 14. So we're talking. <laughs> this was, like, seven, eight, eight years ago. Yeah, he was, he was, like, eight years ago. He was still ago. little. So it was much. pretty funny though. Did you guys see the YouTube video of the kids trying to figure out the rotary phone? Oh, I'm like sure the parents just... like handing them a phone number and they're like, don't know. Like I'm to, sorry, like, though, but <laughs> I mean, there's. Spin, I mean, come you know? on. Like, is it just me? Because I don't ever remember anybody showing me how to dial a fucking right, rotary right. dial phone. I think I just like came out of the womb knowing how to do it. Well, how about opening up a glass bottle from the. Uh, you know, soda machine, yeah. just popping it up the top with a pop a top that's got yeah. the little, you know, there's so, opener. but there's like, so many things that kids, you know, we did back then that right. now they're right. just like, what? But it's also the same with them and looking at us. Yeah, like, that's they true. know how to like just like <laughs> that is what? that how'd is you, actually how'd true. You do that? So it's the other end of the spectrum. My grandmother uh, on my dad's side, she worked for the phone company. Yeah. And she would tell just like these crazy stories about, you know, people calling and, you know, wanting to make calls around the world. But, Back in like the late, fi- up until like the late 50s, early 60s, depending on where you were in the country, uh, you'd basically dial a number in your town by just the last four digits. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And people were like, what? And then it wasn't until later on, we're like, okay, well, now we have to have the codes. Yeah. And then there's like area codes. Yeah. And that happened. I remember we had like three area codes in Florida. I, it was 904, um, okay, 305, mm-hmm. and like, and, and 813. And that was it. And now I think we've got like, 12 or something I, crazy. Yeah, I, I mean, have no idea. You know, so, I mean, but we had 24 million plus people moving here right now is what we have in Florida, which is a lot of people. So we need more area codes. But, but, we, but, but <laughs> everybody pretty much brings their shit with them now. I well, mean, that's true. I have friends who live I'm, in Boston who still have 352 area codes. Well, I mean, that would be a cool You know, one. just because. Like, well, I mean, you got to remember, some people are going to have their phone for when they got yeah. it to the rest of their life, yeah. man. It's like your social security number. Yeah. Those numbers aren't going to change, yeah. man. And you look at it that way, and you're like, wow, how technology. And that's what I say about my grandmother. And she'd tell me about all kinds of stuff, like the time when you'd hold the phone up, and you'd hold the, oh, the other yeah. piece to your ear, you you'd know, and the, the other pieces, and you'd the crank. the crank. So the crank basically would send a voltage down the line 
and the telegraph op- or telephone operator on the other side were like, what city plays? You're like, <laughs> you, know, like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Or you say, you know, something like, uh, you know, give me Wyoming or wherever it was or Tulsa City, Oklahoma. Or and they'd all talk like that, right? And everybody had that like, and I was talking with somebody about that the other day. And was, that was like a generic thing. Yeah. I was like talking about like James Cagney. And I don't this is like before. So before, hey, before movies were the way they were, they were all, they were all, you know, Basically, they were they were not talkies. They had it where the little cue card came up on screen, and it says, you know, man tries to find his wife or whatever, and then he's running, and then you hear, like, the Keystone Cops type of thing. <laughs> and my great-grandmother, who was the mother of the one who worked at the phone company, she actually used to play the pianos at the old movie halls. Oh, wow. Yeah, because they'd play the, mo- the music live. That's it. That's how it had to be done. Yeah. But when talkies came out, people were like, well, we're going to go to Tulsa City, Oklahoma, and, you know, or just <laughs> what was going yeah. on. And then they had these, they rarely had outtakes because I understand when they'd make something, they'd cut it, and whatever was left was just junk. Yeah. They got rid of it. But there's sometimes um, outtakes, and they'd find it, and the person who, you know, talked like this all the time, they didn't. They'd have a regular voice like you and I yeah. have. But they had this just like radio announcer type of thing or like a general thing so that everybody across the country could understand yeah. whatever he was saying. Kind of like Florida. Yeah. And I mean this in a respectful way. I mean, I am a Floridian. We don't really have an accent here. No. Northern Florida, South Georgia, yes. We have like certain parts, certain, you know, there's certain places where we're... Where of course, the drunker I get, the, 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 the more, more southern I get. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, I don't really have much of a draw at all, but, man, sometimes by the end of the night, I'm just like, hey, man, <laughs> Yo, what's dude. going on? But see, that's yeah. important, though, that people understand <laughs> about Florida, that, you know, we're kind of the generic. If you listen to the, the news, nobody yeah. has like that anywhere in the country. You might be from okay. New York City, and you, yep. might, you might have yeah, how you doing? You, you, then your news your newscaster wouldn't speak like that. Yeah. They just don't. They try no. to be as clean and uh-huh. clear as possible, yep. so that everybody understands it. Yep. Hopefully they do anyway. But so now you're from you're from Florida, born and raised in Florida. Born and raised in West Palm Beach, Palm Beach County. Nice. And a little place uh, called Lake Osborne Estates. Okay. And we used to joke around and be about Lake Ozzy because Ozzy was the stuff back then and biting off bats' heads and all the crazy stories that you'd hear people say that weren't true, yeah. which kind of goes to like a Frank Zappa kind of thing. Frank Zappa, um, he had a company called Straight Records, and Straight Records managed a couple of different people, and one was Alice Cooper. Right. And Alice Cooper, uh, somebody had a chicken and threw it up on stage. Well, he threw it back, and right. people went crazy. Wasn't he really bummed out because the chicken got like stomped to death? Well, and shit, that was the you deal. Know, like, it was torn like, apart. Yeah, and he but, was like, "Fuck! I didn't know I was going to do that." <laughs> well, he didn't even know it was a real chicken. He just yeah. thought, you know, I mean, and he just saw feathers flying everywhere, and the audience just, and uh, so that the next day he gets a phone call from Frank Zappa. He goes, "You know what? What happened?" <laughs> and he goes, "Dude, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, you know, that." And he says, "Don't say anything." Just let people's just let imaginations hang. run yeah. through. The same with Alice Cooper. I'd hear all this stuff that. Alice, sorry for that. Alice, Ozzy Osbourne would do, yeah. which was not him at all. It was like Gigi Allen doing it instead, right? right? Which was like, oh yeah, Ozzy had a spit cup, and everybody in the front row would spit into it, and he'd drink it. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! I just remember all this stuff as a kid, you know. I mean, that's that sounds disgusting. It is gnarly, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was a stage gimmick, you know, just like Alice Cooper getting his head cut off, which really doesn't happen. 
But you know, and those things would help sell records. Yeah. The crazier it was, people would be like, I'm interested in that, or I want to, you know, and you'd have the Bible thumpers going, you're going to go to hell if you do this, that, and the other, which would help sell it even more. Oh, I mean, yeah. the Beatles had all these records that were destroyed, and guess what? If you have an original record that wasn't destroyed, Ooh. it's worth a heck of a lot more <laughs> now. You know, I mean, so, <coughs> you know, and there's like, uh, I remember in the 80s, you're going to love this, there was these two guys called the Peters Brothers, and they were out in the Midwest somewhere, and every day they'd have a show during the weekday, and they would play records backwards. And that's where Stairway to Heaven got the thing where everybody was like playing it backwards. Yeah. Well, it was a two for one deal for, you know, Led Zeppelin because you'd scratch the record and you gotta go you buy, gotta another, buy one. another one. Yeah. So, you know, the Peters brothers were basically just helping you sell more <laughs> merch, you know? I and mean, that's really kind of what it was. So, you know, that's a that's you know, I think it's funny. So now you may be one of the most metal fucking guys I know. <laughs> Which, you know, I mean I don't look at that. I, I? I wouldn't you I would not peg you that way just you know, just from looking no at No pegging, you. man. But, Sorry. <laughs> but but I mean about ten percent of the audience might know, get that. You know more about metal than I think anybody I fucking know. Like what is it about like Well, I always loved metal for a variety of reasons. Yeah. And one is that, to me, it was always pure. Yeah, it's always I pure. Agree. As distorted as it may be and everything like that, it was pure. And I'm going all the way back to Jimi Hendrix, yeah. which wasn't heavy metal, but it was the predecessor to guitarists today. And people say, who's your favorite guitar player? And either they'll say Eddie Van Halen or they'll say Jimi Hendrix. Well, now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that where the term heavy metal came from? Was that when somebody said, describe Jimi Hendrix concert he said it sounded like heavy metal raining down from the sky that may have been it but i do remember and you'll have to check this out and yeah. we probably check it out during the show it's yeah. it's cool steppenwolf and the one of the song you know born to be wild yeah you know bolt of light and heavy metal heavy thunder metal, right heavy metal thunder, and people yeah. use that term i mean if you sense. really go back i mean the brits brought it to us yeah i mean when you hear black sabbath oh man Holy smokes. That's some, that's some and, new shit. That, that, <laughs> I mean, the first time you hear it. Oh, it, man. And I was actually playing my son. Uh, we, were, we were driving uh, back from picking him up from school today. Right. And he's 14. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's getting to that age where he's starting to, you know, really get into different music. Uh, right. You know, he likes he likes a lot more of the electronic stuff, you know. Well, and uh, we're going to like a lot of stuff over the years. Oh, but, yeah. You know, I mean, and we have our t- different taste change, yeah. but... Well, he actually was today. I I, I was playing him uh, Dark Side, Ooh. and uh, wow. you know it's got it's got a little bit of the electronic going on in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, he was really digging it. I got home and 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 we kept playing it, and and uh, he enjoyed it. I was proud. It's like fucking a passing it on, you know. So Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, that I think that's my favorite record. That is a like, great ever. album. I believe Bob Ezrin produced that. And yeah. he produced stuff like Kiss and Alice Cooper and all kinds of stuff. It has a very, very, like that album. I mean, what do you do if you're, um, if you like to drink or whatever, you want to hear it, turn the volume off on, um, what's the movie? Wizard of Oz. Oh, Wizard of Oz, yeah. And then play Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. right? Yep. So you wait until that lion roars the third, the third, the third time. third roar. Right. Press play. Mm-hmm. And then there you go. And then when it, goes out you wait again for the yeah. cowardly lion to do it again the yeah. cowardly lion does it 
but it's like three or four minutes later and you start it again there. So that's a that's a good example of of like you were saying about uh you know Frank Zappa saying mm-hmm. just don't talk about it. Right. Because I'm sure Floyd, I'm sure that you know Waters and Gilmore and all those guys, I'm sure they've gotten the question. Mm-hmm. Did you do this intentionally a billion times? But sure. they haven't answered that. They haven't come through and said, "Yeah, we modeled our entire record." <laughs> I don't think they did that <laughs> around the movie. But but the similarities. It like, would be very clever, but I believe in serendipity. I yeah? really do. You I think, believe in synchronization that's out of sync, and that's yeah. a perfect example of that. You're goddamn right. I mean, it's a that is a perfect example. example. It's when people go, "What?" Katie, have, never you, have you watched Wizard of Oz with Dark Side of the Moon? Um, I have not watched it continuously, but yes, I have seen parts of it, like every other goddamn movie that you watch. (laughs) I've watched all of Wizard of Oz. I've listened to the whole album of Pink Floyd, but actually matched up. I've probably only caught maybe five minutes. It is probably one of those mind blowing experiences that some people like. I mean you know, the dog, little Toto on the back of the uh, right. the bike when he says popping out and all and he jumps. I mean the the Dorothy on the fence post and all these things. It's just I don't know how so it could be. Well, here's What's a here's a here's a Floridian quote for you, Bob Ross. Remember him, the yeah. painter guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy little trees. Happy and, trees and happy accidents. That's the other thing he would say. Happy it's accidents. A happy accidents. When, but it's so. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then he'd right? be like, "We'll just make it a tree, or we'll <laughs> exactly. make it a bird." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's a happy you know little what? cloud. And that guy was so mellow. Yeah. I mean, he really was. I mean, he's probably the coolest white guy with an afro. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> the coolest guy. And I'm not being, you know, I'm just saying. I mean, when you look at him, you'd be like. But you know what? He brought so much joy to yeah. people. I mean, really. And I think that's what it's all about. You know, I seem, and it doesn't matter really. He had his niche. He yeah. had his, and, and he did all those shows for free. I don't know if people know that. Yeah. The deal was is that at the end, it had you can buy your, you know, your supplies through our company, which I think it was, marketing was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you think about it that way. But all the people are like, yeah, Bob Ross. And I think this company's still in business. I think it's still... You know, it's in syndication over PBS or whatever. Why do you think, like, because I remember Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. I remember watching him on PBS and shit. And for, like, the last 20-plus years, mm-hmm. nobody's given a fuck about Bob Ross. Nobody says anything about the guy. I think it's probably the most... But now, like, in the last five, six years, there's merchandise with, you know, you can walk into Spencer's <laughs> and buy a, <laughs> buy a T-shirt with his face on it and a matching belt buckle or some shit. Like... Well, what is go- Why is everybody so interested in Bob Ross all of a sudden? Maybe because it's... it became a meme. There you go. Because it became a meme. Yeah. What did I miss? And Which meme is it? So he's got several. Oh, These, yeah. The next generation, they don't truly know who he is, <laughs> but they saw him as a meme, right. and, and all the likes and shares and whatever of that meme, these companies are noticing it and going, fuck. Let's print a T-shirt. I have no idea. Right. We'll you sell know, the fuck out. And that's, you know, you were talking about, uh, you know, a few minutes ago about how kids today, if you try to show them a rotary phone, whatever, <laughs> but if they've got something and you're like, hey, can you do this? You're like, bang, bang, bang. You're like, what? You didn't even have yeah. time to absorb what they showed you. I, like, I I can say I have officially gotten to that point in my life. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never thought I'd fucking be right. there. I never right. thought I'd be the guy going... Anthony, can you figure this shit out for me? And like two <laughs> weeks ago, it was so I don't even remember what it was at the time, but I actually had to go to my son and be like, "Hey, man, I don't know what the hell this is. Can you do this for me? Just figure it out." And he did and handled it. So yeah, something with the phone or the computer or I, the TV or. But you have those moments too that you yeah. you know that's you're gonna remember that moment for a while. Yeah, 
And you might remember for the rest of your life. Most likely. And, you know, sometimes you have syncopation between... However short it may be. ...the adult and the child, and sometimes you... So, um, here's a a crazy side note. So, I used to get Maxim Magazine. I was a charter member of that magazine. Jeez, what the... What? Yeah. The charter member? I got the first issue all the way through to, like, like, 100 or something. That's impressive. And one day I was like, you know, what am I doing with all these things? And, you know, kind of like the Beatles records all getting trashed. And (laughs) I took them to the recycle bin, and a couple of these magazines might be worth something one day. Who knows? But I'd get my stuff sent out to my parents' place. Yeah. You know, because it would give me a reason to go out to them and everything like that. And I didn't mind them, you know, checking it out. I mean, it was whatever. It wasn't like it was Playboy and it was came in a sealed wrapper or anything like that. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember my parents talking about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, and it was the most surreal moment because they'd been reading about it in Maxim. I was like, this is bizarre. That's funny. It was such a moment that I'm like, yeah, cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, because, well, I mean, I'm going to be the big 5-0 this year, you know. So I, I'm going to be like, 40. There you go. Uh, the big 4-0, man. I don't, it's, it's, it. it's crazy. But that's the thing, you know. I guess my parents are like, hey, you know, well, he's checking out, you know, these magazines or whatever. They're cool stuff, and those were really cool. But the problem with Max, and one of the reasons is they got, you know, just let the subscription lapse, was because they'd really left what their original intentions were. I think the same thing. I stopped reading. I used to read all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. when it first came out when I was younger. Sure. And uh, yeah, a few years in, I was just like, this this magazine kind of sucks now. They had. They had a over the years, the first couple of years. The first year was eight issues. That's yeah. what it was. The next year it was ten issues, and then after that it was twelve issues. Now you look at any magazine today, and it's unfortunate. Even Sports Illustrated, it's like paper thin now, literally yeah. paper thin, of course. But it's mostly filled with ads. True. And you know, pick up a fucking magazine. Fourteen different yeah. cards fall out at you. Well, that was like in the. Uh, Hot Shots Part Two. Oh man, I love Hot Shots. He's, he's opening up the magazine, and then next thing you know, and, and this is Charlie Sheen. By the I way, I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> love that and fucking he opens movie. It up and all these subscription cards are just piling up like a mountain underneath it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's very cool that uh, that they can make fun of oh, that. Yeah. But most people, if the, if somebody listens to this five years from now, they're like subscription cards. What are you talking about? What? You know, it's. What the fuck is Maxim? <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, that's a kind of, like I said, a crazy moment. So I can relate. I don't have any children that I know of or otherwise. So <laughs> I really can't. But I do have a cool niece and nephew, and um, they live in Colorado. And I hope to visit them, not this year because I'm working on this documentary, but yeah. next year. And uh, I'm just going to go out and ski my butt off. Okay. And they're going to be old enough. I think he'll be... 11 and she'll be nine i believe so that's yeah. awesome that's a good age too yeah that's a so good, that'd age, be a good time you know? my sister was asking me before like well, how come you never visit us in, visit us in nebraska and i was like well because there's really nothing to do in nebraska <laughs> it's, it's nebraska you know i mean i think it'd be, it'd be cool for there's certain a lot things, of corn out there yeah you know? you know i mean they live near omaha at that point yeah and, uh now they live Near maybe, maybe they go, live near Estes Park, maybe, actually. Maybe so. go catch a 311 show out there in Omaha. <laughs> you know, is that where they're from? Yeah, Omaha. Okay. I don't. Are they even still together? Oh yeah, man. They're okay. still touring. They, they were actually. Uh, I think they're playing some of the Weimer festivals this year. I know that uh, people were hoping they were coming to Rockville. Well, you were asking me, or you were mentioning about my 
love for metal and yes. unfortunately like 311 and you know yeah some of those bands i just Three, i don't know 311 really hit more uh, you you would have been like 24 25 when 311 really didn't hit. have more of a reggae vibe to them yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 they were one of those see my they had that kind of new mm-hmm. new age i don't know it was like different it was just different man like, no it was i the mean second wave like after after the shit in the 90s they you know um, they were sort of the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. Blink one eighty two. Some Blink of those bands are fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Blink one eighty two. They they came out when I was like. They 18. were kind of punky, and yeah, I liked yeah, that. They were you know? fun. I didn't really, I didn't really care for them or appreciate them that much until I got a little older. Well, you know, I, the thing is, I think about music is you might hear somebody's first album, it might be amazing, and then everything after it comes out just garbage. What's, or what's 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 your favorite favorite band metal oh, band? Gosh. If we're gonna go real band, I'm gonna say Judas Priest. I've yeah. seen them five times now. As a matter of fact, at Rockville one year. Yeah. And of course, they only played a one-hour set. That was which my really that was sucked. my one and only time seeing them. But you were probably blown away when you. I heard was them. I was impressed and and I was uh, I was surprised at uh, with with how well Halford still pulls that. He can off. still do it, and I don't. You know, I mean, he and they're is, on my list. They're on my bucket list. Exactly. Like you know, I had to. You know, I I got to see them, and 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 this year I'm excited because. Even though there's like one guy mm-hmm. left in Skinnerd, yep, I still get to say I see I saw fucking Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Skinner, you know? so play Freebird, man. I'm Freebird. stoked about that. I'm, I'm stoked to see Metallica. To Metallica, you know, I have a little love hate relationship. with Yeah, them. you're and more not, of a Megadeth. I'm a huge. Megadeth I think fan. we discussed that on the uh, Christmas episode. They need abbreviated version. Yeah, yeah. You're you're <laughs> in Camp Megadeth. I'm in Camp Metallica. Well, you know, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give. Uh, both of those guys props right now um you know dave mustaine he's survived cancer he's mad props free right now Um, he's also been in rehab um you know we don't know what the rigors of the road are like we don't know any of that and um james hetfield just got out of rehab yeah and um you know i give him mad mad props i I did post something on uh, facebook today about that on the rockville page by the way Mm. and uh i said that james hetfield kind of looked like Fred Durst. You got to see the <laughs> photograph and what it looked like. By the way, are we going to get free water this year? At free water. Free water. Free water. Yeah, the only way we're going to get free water is if it comes out of the <laughs> sky, folks. I'm. Uh, How do you <laughs> feel about it being moved to the Speedway? You know, I actually feel better about it. Me it. too. Me I too. I really do. I mean, Jacksonville, I like Jacksonville. Um, but the issue is I think the venue got too small because it got too yeah. big, you know? I like the with with being able to camp in the Speedway mm-hmm. and all that shit this year. That's going to be cool because we'll be able to go back and forth. And that was always my big hang-up about it, you know? Right, right. I mean, it's it's Florida mm-hmm. in it's fucking be, May. It's going to be fucking hot. <laughs> there's no trees. Yeah, there's no trees. At least in, in, at least in Jacksonville, we had the overpass. That's it. That's yeah. it. You know, we don't have that. So There was like 30,000 people. And one year, I think when... The one year when Def Leppard played, I think that was the, the least showing on that it, one. Was it? No, it was the year no, before. It was the year, year before. before that it poured. Yeah, because Marilyn Manson played that, and Fozzie played, and yep. Slayer played. And I've seen Slayer like six times, and Testament yeah. I've seen about nine times. And some of these bands, you know, I just, you know, it, it's interesting. You just get to see them. I've seen Megadeth 14 times, but usually because they've opened for other bands. I saw Megadeth, this is crazy, 1986. West Palm Beach Auditorium. And Ronnie James Dio was the headliner, right? Wow. And these two little unknown bands came out. One of them was called Sabotage, which later became the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, folks. <laughs> and the other one, <laughs> I mean, they became just huge, right? And the other one was, was Megadeth. And I saw them 
believe Gar Samuelson was still on drums at that point, which was crazy. I mean, that guy was like, and that's where they're the beginning sound that like that jazz kind yeah. of fused stuff. Um, you know, sometimes people in the business they don't they don't last as long. They just don't for whatever their vices are. So, you know, giving props out to both Dave Mustaine and you know to uh, James Hetfield. I mean, those guys. You know, we don't know what's going on in their lives. Oh, yeah. And I'm not one to, like, talk about people's lives or anything. I don't really care, but I do care about people's well-being. Yeah. And, you know, it's other than that, you know, I don't – I'm not one of those stalker-type people like, <laughs> oh, I got to know what their wives' names are, what their kids' names are, what their pets' names are, and like that. I'm like, you're taking a little too far at that point. Yeah. I mean, that's just, like, stalkerville. Well, like, now – just, you know. Now, I, I, know, I know that uh, – and anybody that knows you mm – -hmm. They know that you're a huge Steel Panther fan. Love Steel Panther. They are seen them. They're amazing. Five times. Now. Yeah. yeah, they are. They are amazing. Well, you know what I like about them is it's very tongue in cheek. Yeah. And there are a lot of people like, oh, they suck. They're not even a real band. Well, I'll tell you what. The reason I like metal and I've always loved metal is because the singer really has to be able to sing. Yeah. The guitar player really has to be able to play guitar. Yep. The drummer yeah. really has to play. You know, play drums and the bass player. Uh, not so much. They just got to show up. The bass player. <laughs> the bass player always gets the bad rap on that. You know, but the deal is that's, the that's bass the truth player, for any band. The bass player is so important because the bass player is the communications between the rhythm section and the lead section with the the drummer and the guitar player. Yeah, it's it's so you know it's so orchestrated or not orchestrated, but um, it's like clockwork. Yeah, and if you've got a good bass player or you've got a good drummer and a and a good guitar player and a good singer, of course. And, and in the cases like Judas Priest yeah. and, and Maiden, two guitar players or three guitar players in Maiden's case. So, you know, that to me was like, hey. So a few years ago, I went to, uh, down in Cocoa Beach, this thing called 80s in the Park. Uh -huh. And it was the same kind of thing. It was all 80s metal bands. And I met this girl who's like half my age, and I asked her, like, just out of curiosity, kind of like you're saying about your son playing, like, right. you know, what are you like? And I just asked her out of curiosity. It was like, why are you here? I mean, just like, not like in a negative way. I mean, I know it kind of came out that way, but like, like what is this about <laughs> your, what is this about my what music? What are you that doing here? And she yeah. said the same thing that I said about these people know how to play their yeah. instruments. Now, electronica and stuff like that, sampling, Oh, there's an art you to know, it for a, sure. There's, there's a place 100%. for it, and I'm not knocking it. And it yeah. does, again, entertain people. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that you do. There's people like... But when I know, listen to a band like Steel Panther, I mean, they, they are bar none. I mean, incredibly one of the most talented bands I've that's heard. Right. I mean, they're, right. they're fantastic. They, those guys know what the fuck they're doing. Well, so I'll never forget... The first time you played it for me, <laughs> which uh, when was that? Death Wobble Metal or I think, Seventeen no, no, Girls no, in no, a Row? I think it was no, no, like no, Girl he, from Oklahoma or something. Oh wow, yeah. I mean, he turned around. I, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And I'm like, all right, all right. So he plays it, and and you know the instrumentals coming in. And I'm like, yeah, I like it. It's I like killer. it. I like <laughs> it. I could I could listen to this, and then all of a sudden the lyrics start. And you're I, like, I can't listen. You're <laughs> like, getting on the bus with and me I'm like, doing some blow. And no shit. I'm like, well, how the fuck guys. do you come across this shit? Well, probably I was, influenced you. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm the culprit. Okay, Katie, I'm the culprit. But I'm it was still good. It was still good. I oh, yeah. still laugh. I'll sit there. And when it comes on, or we played it for a long oh, while. Yeah. Well, I want to get back to Frank Zappa for a minute. Oh yeah, because he, he comes up. Frank Zappa put out 
this like question basically and it became like a a, a book and it's called does humor belong in music and i think absolutely oh yeah the, the, the issue is but i think it's i think it's, it depends on the artist it depends on who's putting it out there well true you true. know um uh or or you know it's a time and a place kind of thing exactly you know exactly. i guess uh i was never much of a comical guy when mm-hmm. I was on stage, you know, I was sure. serious and brooding. Oh yeah, and all but that shit, you know. But you, you. Uh, t- but I had my moments again. Though you have respect for the craft, right? Right. With them, you know, they have respect for the craft. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, Satchel, aka Russ Parrish, was in fight with Rob Halford. I mean, he was the guitar <laughs> player. Yeah. So these guys definitely have street cred. Oh, 100%. Everybody in the band also does, you know, um, session work for other people. I mean, they're you know just kind of like. I'm sure they just don't sit around. Of course, they're touring their butts off, yeah. and they have been for the last five years. Have or you happened to uh, Have you happened to come across Wheeler Walker Jr. yet? Have not. We, but White we, Wizard. Have you heard of White Wizard? No, I have not. They are a lot like Steel Panther. Well, Wheeler Walker. He is. He is a country artist. Okay. He is. I think he's like the country Steel Panther. So it's like a David Allen Coe kind of thing. Uh, not. Not as. Not. Uh, I mean, not as. <laughs> <laughs> racist. <laughs> well, I mean I, that, that I should, the, the record he put quantify, out there was pretty rough. But, to quantify uh, what you're saying, yes. But I mean, yeah, he's he's uh, he, he, I mean, pussy and boots. Sure, that's one sure. of his. That's one of his hits. You know, yeah. stuff like that. So, um, I mean, we'll check it out. When we'll bands, check it out after you know, the show. when bands put that out there, they definitely have a sound and a style, and they're going for a certain yeah. audience. Yeah. The one thing you never want to do, I don't care who you are, is alienate your audience. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're only like doing this thing as one section, you're like, you know, any business will tell you, and we talked about this before about mowing lawns because yeah. this is really important. I'm sure the gentleman who you're talking about, he Diamond just doesn't Dave. go. I'm just going to mow lawns at gas stations. No, nah. when he can ma- mow lawns at mansions and make. Oh know, yeah, there's different yeah. ones that you could do. Right. So mm. you got to like contracts. Exactly. Yeah. That's what we're talking. Well, about. he's the guy that yeah. does. We talked. We talked with him uh, at the show. Uh, That's right. Last time mm-hmm. he was over there by your place. Yeah. Good people. So. Yeah. yeah, well now you know what we got to we got to talk about some documentaries. <laughs> well, before we talk about mine, let's talk about some influences of mine. Let's do that. Who's all right? So, well, tell me tell me about it. Who's who's inspired you to to get into filmmaking? Penelope Spears. I have no idea who that is. So yes, you're gonna you have do. To when I tell me. you, you know exactly who this is. All right, lay it on me. The decline of Western civilization. Okay. One, okay. two, and three. Okay. The first one was the punk years, and it was pretty cool. It had like the germs in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the metal years was when it came out in like '91, I believe. That was the one that had Megadeth in it. You right. had Alice Cooper in there. Got some Kiss. I liked the way it was done. There was no narration. There was no, like, you know, somebody like dark, ominous clouds, that kind of thing. You're like, what the heck? You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But with her stuff, I was, like, just blown away. I was just like, man. And I tried to check out some of her other stuff. But at the time, we didn't have the Internet. Right. So when you say, oh, hey, I was like, I really like all your stuff. I'm like, I've got, like, you know, six other projects, (laughs) you know. And that's, I think, kind of the the technology thing. We talk about it. Of course, it's also the bad thing because everybody knows what you've done. Like, oh, you did this, that, and the other, and yeah. which is kind of about Florida Man, which we will talk about shortly. Oh yeah. But Penelope Spears, when I saw that documentary, "The Decline of Western Civilization," and you had, you know, um, Holmes, Chris Holmes from Wasp in the swimming pool, <laughs> 
and he's drinking bottles of Smirnoff one at a time, just straight out. And he's like, yeah, I'm a full-blown alcoholic. And just like, yeah. you're looking at it going, wow. Because she showed the dark side of yeah. it. Everybody looks like, oh, it's always happy times, and this, this, that, and the other. Well, again, the reason I like metal was after metal, what happened? What happened in 1992? What was the big Ooh, change in music? Jeez, I don't know. Pop? Was that uh, pop? Oh, what? That'd be grunge. <laughs> well, pop. That would be uh, grunge music. Grunge. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the problem I thought Nirvana with grunge never music mind was dropped on you the had face all these the bands, year. right? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you know that is a great album, and I'm not gonna yeah. knock. I'm not gonna knock. I, them. I I I I gauge my great albums by whether I can put it on. And play it all the way through mm-hmm. without skipping a single track, and uh, never mind, I can do that with. My only problem with Nirvana was, and the same thing on a whole Seattle scene was, is we were listening to music the year before. Is like we're having a good time, we're partying, we're getting yeah. laid, whatever <laughs> else is happening. You know, don't need nothing but a good time. That's right. And then you go, I hate myself, I don't want to die. And <laughs> people are living in their cat, ca- you yes. know, in their parents' yes. basement or something somewhere. And I thought, and then if you look at the amount of metal bands who've bands of you know a lead singer or whoever has died or whatever yep. i'm not talking from cancer i'm talking or anything like that i'm talking from suicides yeah and you look at the people in grunge you got lane staley jesus christ kurt cobain and the names go on and on and on chris cornell chris cornell. temple of the dog i mean yep. he that was the grunge scene at the time i mean that was like amazing pinnacle, albums and yeah. we happened to see him two weeks before yes. it happened thank so god we that went to was, rockville again yeah and i that had friends amazing. like yeah man we're gonna go to denny's and get the grand slam I'm like what yeah we'll catch them when they come back on tour again i'm like you want to check this now because yeah. the thing i tell people about rockville is this life is kind of like a racetrack and you get to see these people going around and around and around but guess what? Either they're going to retire and they're going to get off the track yep. or they're going to have a crash. Yeah. And you probably want to see them, if not in the prime of their life, yeah. you want to see them to say, like Skinner, for instance. Right? Oh Even if there's God. only one member of the band well, left. It's like you're reading my mind here. Right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And that's you know just kind of the important thing. And, and getting back to like the whole grunge thing, I was like, a lot of those bands really aren't around. Yeah. Or they got you know, uh, um, Stone Temple Pilots. They got a new lead singer, and he's doing phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. But when people see it, they always think that's, of the other guy. Is what I'm trying to and say. Even I don't have to that, mention his name. Even though that guy didn't, even though Wyland didn't die by suicide, no. you know, per se. I mean, I, he, he, he a, still pretty much killed himself. He lived a rock you know? and roll lifestyle. Yeah, 100 yeah, percent to I the mean, fullest. Now we have speaking of rock and roll lifestyle, we have Ozzy. Unfortunately, here he's got Parkinson's, Parkinson's man. You know, but Fuck. Ozzy has lived, man. Yeah. There is no. I mean, he's yeah. like. A, what three hundred now? <laughs> at this stage in the game, something like that. I mean, yeah, no, he's you know he should have retired, and, and I'm glad I saw him at Rockville yeah, when I saw yeah, him. And right. it's great that he got off a lot of the medication that oh, wasn't absolutely. needed because absolutely. we saw him at Rockville. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was clean. Post. He yeah. was clean. I mean, he was only he's probably only taking a couple things, but he was so the what's so crazy is he. With Parkinson's, he went through all those shakes. Yeah, being on all that medication. Yeah, and now oh, he's got to do it. Just smoke a little weed. You'll be fine. Because it may or may not work for I have, him. I, I mean, have, he's done everything that's in the true. Sink, man. That's true. So it might not be. He might be like that. They might actually, be a downer for him. You know. That's, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> they actually have like shock, like treatment, like mm-hmm. not shock. Like that sounds so awful, so off base, but actual like receptors that they can put in the brain that mm-hmm. when 
because all it is is an impulse, you know, and they can like zap that and that like. Well, electroshock therapy is another, you know, I mean, there are different, there's so many different things. And, you know, if you go back a couple thousand years, what the Greeks were doing and what the Chinese were doing with different medicines and we're taking all of this, not we, but in a collective, people are taking all these different types of, you know, things to. Oh, I need this for this. I need yeah. this for this. I need this for this. And then you you look at the uh, the commercials and like if you are, have this and you know <laughs> ask yeah. your doctor and you're like what? And then you read the like a you know a ton of side are effects. Are you losing your like, hair? Well, here, take yeah, this. Right. You might kill yourself, <laughs> or you at least think about it. You'll also get hemorrhoids, and your neighbor will come over and shit on your coffee table. <laughs> Why do I want to take that pill? You want to take I, any? I'll of it. just be fucking bald. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what it is? I think in life. Nobody's shitting on my table. In life, I think people look at things. Or the neighbors. Or the neighbors. Like a true beauty, man. If you look at certain things, what's true beauty? You know? If you look at art, some people are like, oh, that looks like garbage. But somebody else might say, well, that's beautiful. Yeah. Or somebody might. It's that's the same perception. about people, you know? Beauty, eye of the beholder, all that good stuff. Well, they say know? ugly goes straight to the bone. That's but true. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that's one of the things I think, you know, art. You know, we look at things. What is art? And, you know, what's natural? What's unnatural? What? Yeah. There's so many perspectives on life that we kind of pass up on because we think about maybe what other people try and influence us with sometimes. Yeah, I could get you know, on board with that. Somebody says, that person's ugly. And you might be so attracted to that person. I mean, it might. I'm saying that and just, you know, whatever chemistry whatever it is it's something you might just be like wow i really get along with the person i like that person and it might have anything that they could be you know more like a almost like a peer pressure kind of thing like i guess that person says that that person's ugly so you just go along with it instead of standing on your own two feet and, you right, know, forming right. your own fucking opinion and you know well i think it's just you're absolutely right i mean some people they just kind of like uh, you know, that person, uh, and not really give somebody a chance. Yeah. And right. we're all guilty of it. So, Porch Mama's got something to say. Anybody Uh-oh. need a drink? Because I'm uh, for I'll a take, beer. I'll take another one of the greatest beers ever of all time. I don't know. Greatest don't beer know ever of that. all time. Do you all know what it is? Porch Villains? <laughs> say it with me. Coors Light. <laughs> That's right. All I'm right. drinking a 16-ounce tall boy here, and the mountains are blue. I'll grab you a course. <laughs> and I'm a whiskey drinker. Whiskey. We got plenty. No, no ice. No, no I'm just straight. straight. Wait, straight. wait. Do you, no ice. What, wait. Yeah. Uh, give, give him the, uh, the Widow one? Jane. <laughs> the Widow Jane? Yeah. No ice. Straight. Because you, no you don't want like the flavored whiskey. I got some peanut no, butter whiskey in there. No, I don't like flavored there. stuff. You know, to yeah. me, yeah. it so kind of widow. masks the... Yeah, the widow. widow Jane is right. it's one of the smaller ones. So it did I'll be very breathing well. fire in about 20 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wid- <laughs> you want a Tom's? No. No, no. no I mean, okay. funny. <laughs> widow Jane actually did very... It scored very high on the first whiskey challenge. Well, you know, so. I, the last time uh, during the uh, the Christmas party, you had the ugly sweater. I, I brought you monkey rum. Oh, that's right. Yes, you and, did. And, you know, I... Usually when I show up, I, I asked you this time, you want me to bring anything? You're like, don't bring anything. Yeah, Just bring yeah, yourself good. and bring your thoughts. And, you know, that's what I appreciate. And that's, you know, things about being friends. Yeah. And I, I enjoy our, our, our company. And when yeah, we go yeah. out and do stuff, we do it a couple times a year. Yeah. If there's a show or, or you know, or going to Rockville, of course. Yes. And those are things, you know, I think sometimes people look at and they, 
the little things in life. And to us, as Joe will tell you, we call it a pilgrimage, man. That's yeah. like our pilgrimage every yes. year. Yes. And people, some people don't get that. They don't get as excited about yeah. something sometimes. They so, might get excited to go home and do whatever. Are you gonna Are you gonna come over and do the podcast when we're at the uh, speedway? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because yeah? we're gonna do we're gonna do it from Daytona. We will do. So it. we will do. It. Porchville takes over Rockville, or I don't know. We're still working on the titles. You we'll know. get it. Whatever you decide. <laughs> I mean, you are the the marketer and mastermind behind this. So oh, definitely geez. go for you. That's that's no no pressure. No pressure. Well. No. <laughs> But you, so you'd ask about, you know, different documentaries and, you know, I, not just documentaries, but films. Yeah. And if a film is done right, sometimes it almost has that documentary kind of. Well, I know, I know a couple quality. guys and I know, you know, the same guys that mm -hmm. I know, um, documentary filmmakers. That's right. Um, and one thing I always tend to ask people who, you know, when I find out they're into, doc into making documentaries is. Do you do you only do documentaries, or have you ever done? Have you ever considered? Do you have a script laying around that you that you want to direct one day, or something like that? I do have just a stick to documentaries. I do have a script in the works. That, yeah, you know, but that's not really where I want to be at that moment. We, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you my script idea. Well, let's look at it. Not now. I didn't because I don't want all these fuckers <laughs> out there in the world. Uh, taking my a, shit. I'll but. sign an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I trust anything. you. I trust you. You're fine. <laughs> well, a lot of people do say, hey, they trust me. And so I've done two documentaries. Yeah. And I did one. What on, was the first documentary you did? So it's called Hurricane Andrew, a retrospective, and it's in five parts. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah. So, again, Hurricane Andrew, a retrospective, because there's a, a dozen or more other documentaries out there. It's in five part, parts. Because back when I loaded it, uploaded it 15 years ago, guess what? <laughs> they only had a certain amount of bandwidth. So if you wanted the highest quality, you kind of had to go, all right, well, I'll break it up. Yeah. So I got higher quality. Now you could do the highest quality, and I could put the whole thing into be an hour long in that case, or two hours for some other people's stuff, and you'd get the high quality. But I had to do it that way. How many people have watched that? Like 17,000 for the first one. I yeah. know that's not a lot, but I'm not trying to market it. That's a, that, that's a lot. But people have seen it it's and 17, left comments. 000. Yeah. That's what's cool about <laughs> shit like, like this. <laughs> well, people, you have, know? people have left comments about it, and they're like, it's the most honest thing they've ever seen because I didn't have an objective. Yeah. I didn't go in with an objective, and I yeah. don't. In the documentary I'm working on right now, which I'll share a little later on, I don't have an objective. The only objective, if you really want to say, is that I have is telling a truthful story, yeah. telling a real story. Absolutely. And that's why people who've seen it, who lived through Hurricane Andrew, they were like, you nailed it. As a matter of fact, there were insurance companies that had seen what I had done, and they thought for sure I was going to just skewer them and just run them through the mill. But if you realize what happened, about... Nine. Well, you're just trying to tell the story. Oh, you're not absolutely. trying to tell it from an angle. No, I tell it from a historic but that's, perspective. That's what I do. The reason they probably thought that is because mm -hmm. that's what is done now. Mm -hmm. Is everybody telling a story has a fucking angle, you know? That's the thing. That's and the thing. it's just not always the fucking case. That's, that's something that we've had to uh, deal with here, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, we, we have, like, cast political bullshit out, right. exactly. you know? We just we don't even fucking deal with it. Like, don't bring it to the fucking table. I, you know, the you thing know? is about that is, is every project that I've worked on, I, I've worked with people on both sides of the aisle, yeah. and I say, look, 
This is not a political piece. A natural disaster should never be a political right, piece. Right. If you make it a political piece, I'd say shame on you because yeah. that's just to Agreed. me. That's Agreed. just wrong. You have people who've lost their homes, they've lost loved ones, whatever the situation may be. Again, walking in somebody's shoes, yeah. we don't know what they've been through. Yeah. We don't know. But what I can tell you, you'd ask me about filmmaking and documentary filmmaking. I've worked on a few films. I've worked on a film called The Hawk is Dying. And that film had Paul Giamatti in it, Michael oh Pitt, oh shit. and Michelle Williams. Awesome. <clears throat> where, where was this at? It was shot here in Gainesville. And it's okay. based on a book by Harry Cruz, University of Florida teacher. Oh, who, shit. Yeah, true story. And um, Harry Cruz, he got to see it before he died. I think he died like about a year later on, but he wasn't in the greatest of health in his life. Well, that negates my next question. <laughs> <laughs> Ask it anyway. Let's... <laughs> <clears throat> Should I try to get this guy on the on the podcast? <laughs> no, Harry Cruz would drink us under and over and around the table. Harry Cruz was one of those guys who was a man's man, and thank you. Uh, My whiskey Jay. has arrived. I'm gonna. You know what I do with whiskey is I I smell it, yeah. sniff it, and then I let it sit for about ten minutes yeah. to absorb the ambiance of the room. That's how that works. Kind of okay. like when you take a wine and you, you you stir it, you know, like a maybe a bottle of port. Yeah. And you have a stogie in your other hand, which Thank I you. don't smoke stogies, but I'm being kind of, you know, that's what you do. You, <laughs> you sip it, you smell it, and then in well, about that's 15 minutes, in about 15 minutes, it will change flavor. Really? I promise you, yes. Fucking A. Now, now I feel like I need to get some Just whiskey. Just a little sip. That's all you need. <laughs> and that's very smooth, actually. So Yeah. <clears throat> That if is, you open that a new bottle, stuff. you just open it, you pour it, you close it up, you let it sit for a little bit. And some people are like, man, that's like. But, you know, again, you know, like telling a story or whatever, it's you go slowly with yeah. it. You go smooth with it. Some people, they do it. They want I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. And what do you get? You get garbage. Yeah. Because I don't think that you're going to be under your best. Yeah. If you're being pushed all the time. So, so now tell me, how, how old were you when you <clears throat> made the uh, Hurricane Andrew documentary, I was a retrospective. 30, let me see what the year, year is on the disc. I know I'm just going backwards in time. I should know my own dates, shouldn't <laughs> I? Sheesh. So 2002. Okay. I was 32 years of age. 2002. So Hurricane Andrew hit, what, 92? 92. Yeah. August of 92. And it happened at night. And thank God it happened at night. Because if it happened during the daytime... We'd had a lot oh, of dead Jesus. people. Yeah, absolutely. So I worked on that. I started it about nine years to the day after it had happened. Well, why did you Why did you decide that for for your first one? Because I knew something. I had a hunch, and I know this is going to sound crazy. I have a master's in business. Most people don't know that, and I'm a little embarrassed to tell you. I, that. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> it's from Webster University. And uh, they have an Ocala office branch, and I went and got my degree there. But here's the crazy story about this. Hurricane Andrew was the most costly natural disaster up until Katrina. Yeah. And I always thought, well, why is it a Category 4 storm? Right. Why is it a Category 4? If it's the most costly natural disaster, why is it a Category 4 storm? And I met some of the most brilliant minds 
Well, don't they just get to a certain point and then they go, everything past no. this point is a Category 4? Um, there are a whole load of variables. Yeah. But what people didn't know until Hurricane Andrew was there were miniature tornadoes inside of that storm. They figured that out before then? They Jesus really didn't. Christ. They really didn't look into it. Nobody really had any need to look into it. Remember technology again. Like, if you were in 1928, you'd have probably died around her, around uh, Lake Okeechobee. I guarantee it. Okay? <laughs> so Zora Neale Hurston, who wrote a book called The Eyes of the Eyes of Watching God, I believe, Oprah turned it into a movie. It's all about that. Yeah. 10,000 people died. An estimated 10,000 people died around Lake Okeechobee because of this storm in 1928. Oh, shit. So nobody had any idea that a storm was coming. And be like, hey, it looks like it's gray clouds over there. Or if it happened at night, you'd have no idea what hit yeah. you. You'd be like, where's this wind that's coming why, from? That's why I've always said when, when you know, you look back on ancient civilizations mm-hmm. and how they had all these different gods they prayed to and stuff like that, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. When you have something like that that's right. come through, because, yeah, these are, you know, Hurricane Andrew, Hurricane Katrina, you know, those are those are the the modern shit as we know. But who knows what the fuck happened thousands of years sure. ago? Well, the gods could, were mad. Could That's what you happened, imagine right? something right? like that? You're just some primitive cave dweller, and well, something like that rolls through, or or or, or you're. You know, remember the Roman Empire right, and some right. shit like that rules. Right. So that's that's an Fuck. interesting thing because if you look at the Greeks, the Greeks had all these different gods, right? Yeah. You know, multi gods. You had oh, yeah. Zeus, you know, and you you look at Neptune and all these different yeah. you know, like, wow. And you're just like, Wow, this is just so and it goes into folklore and you know, literature and it right. just passes on and then somebody else picks it up and does an adaptation adaptation off of it, and mm-hmm. you know we see today. You know you look at the Avengers movies and you got Thor, right? Yeah. And he's so he's bringing in some of the mythology of you know, and it's it's fairly smart. And the new Star Wars movie that came out, if you look at it, it's kind of like King Arthur. I have not seen the new Star Wars. I won't so. talk about the Don't new <laughs> one, the last one. I won't talk about. But you you saw the Force Awakens, I'm sure. Yes. Right? yes. So there's a scene where. Harrison Ford and Adam spoiler. Driver. Spoiler. Yes, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Look, if you haven't seen this new Star Wars, it's been out I on just... Blu-ray for like five years now. It's too late. Are you talking about the one where, spoiler alert, Harrison Ford's Han Solo finally gets it? Yes, that's yeah. the one I'm talking because about. Because my wife here, my Katie. Katie. She We're going to put not, you in the other room She for didn't five go minutes, with us. She's actually not seen it. She... Did not go with us to the movies. It was just me and my son, and we walked in, and he's like, "Mommy, it was a great movie. Han Solo died. Can you I believe mean, it?" Just <laughs> like that okay. quick. So you know it. this portion that happens, but <laughs> yeah. that's like part from King Arthur is what that's like. He, he kills the son, kills his father. That's what that's like. He dropped it, and like he was just so innocent when he did it, but he fucking dropped it, and I'm going. <laughs> Well, I'm really not going to watch it now, which is so fucking <laughs> sad because my mother and my brother are fanatics. Like Her brother came from Orlando like, to take he her mom to see the like new a one? lifesaver. He is like, definitely the favorite. Like he built a case for this motherfucker. He's, he's like, he is a different level of Star Wars. So. But anyway, sorry. He's the favorite. Well, I have a Would full size. Would you admit size. that? Hmm? He's the favorite. You want me to admit that? Oh. He, uh, he's the favorite, do you think? 
Well, he came up, took her to Star Wars. I mean, I'm, they may listen to this. He's the favorite. So I'm He's just going to. I love Star I Wars. I do. You know, in I, my mother's defense, I will never. I, I'm not going to say that he's the favorite, <laughs> but at, through a ch- sibling's eyes, Chris will say yes. he's the favorite, though. Chris is. Yeah, I'm just in the middle. I'm just <laughs> fucked. I'm in the middle, and I'm a girl, the so I'm child. just fucked. But anyways, continue. Yes. So. So I have a full size stormtrooper costume. I know that's super geek. <laughs> I love metal. <laughs> There you go. I'm single. There you go. I'm 50. (laughs) No, it's definitely, you know, it's, you find people. I I met a girl recently who likes Star Wars. She's huge into Star Wars. And I was like, cool. So, you know, we'll see what happens. There you go. You know, but, you know, it's always, and that's the other thing is, too, it's kind of weird. When I work on a documentary, it always happens. I meet somebody and they're like, hey, what do you do? I'm doing a documentary. I might not have a lot of time for us to hang out. And please bear (laughs) with me. And they're like, you don't ever spend any time with me. I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you. I've been through (laughs) two relationships relationships before. And, you know, I'm in edit mode. And I'm like, you know, and if you know anything about what video editing is like. I don't. I I suck at that shit. I'm not good at it. uh, It's a mind bender is what it is. It really is. And I promised myself the last time that I wasn't going to edit and (laughs) You know, I have a very limited budget. And I've had people go, well, I'll edit your film for you and this, that, and they're like, dude, I have no money to do But I'll do it for this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, no, sorry. I mean, I don't think you understand what no money means. Yeah, well, <laughs> but you know, that's interesting. You know, you, we talk about no money. There's no money budgets all the time. Oh, yeah. Robert Rodriguez did El Mariachi, right? Or the El Guitar. What was it that he did? Do you remember that? Well, this this podcast, for instance, mm-hmm. this is a $0 budget there right here. <laughs> a couple of Coors Lights. Yeah, there you go. And, that's you know, it. At your home, that's great. That's you, it. you know, and that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Whereas some people are like, yeah, we got to get into a studio and get a pad to play, so we're going to spend Fuck like X that. amount of money, and we got to like, you know, I mean, it's cool you have an airplane fly every once in a while, or maybe, yeah. you know, something like that. I think we had one of those. A we little investment went in on these kick-ass mics i think so these are sm58s no these are uh digital something i don't know what the audio technica there are a lot of good companies these are what i used to use when i was uh at a band practice you know there you go they work still got the bit and uh, beer and spit that's right that's right (laughs) just on his the rest (laughs) of them are all new there you go no no they're not there's one of them i believe it's that one that is carved with an n that was my practice mic I get to you use go. your practice mic? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I got some off-brand mics, so don't feel so bad, kid. It's, so, it's this Fisher-Price. I mean. <laughs> <So, coughs> all right, so I, documentaries here. Let's yeah. let's let's talk about this. So the first one you did was the Hurricane Andrew. A retrospective. A retrospective. Okay. And you did five parts on it. You well, put I it up put on, it in the five parts online. Put it up there so on you YouTube. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so that was 18 years ago. Yeah. 18 years old. Okay. And you've done this one here mm-hmm. from Waterway to Greenway. Greenway. Yeah. That's... History of the Cross Floor to Greenway. Yep. What the hell is that? So at one point they wanted to cut the state of Florida in half by putting a barge canal from English Yankee Town. Yep. Heading east, going through Ocala, then going north up the Oklawaha River. And spitting out just south of Palatka. Wait a minute. So, yep. Everything below Ocala would be like a different 
We call it South Florida. That's it what we call it. it. Yeah, it was. I remember. Have we ruled that out yet? I don't know. You know, is I that, think. You know, is that still on the docket? It's still on the papers. I'm sure. No, actually, it became a greenway because of it, and mm-hmm. it's ironic because I had started this documentary on the Barge Canal. I didn't really have an idea where I was going with it at, at, at how the long, moment. How long ago was it that they were trying to do that? Oh, they wanted to start it in like the 1930s. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it was, it was like early. It was like yeah. when Gaw was doing the the peanut. I'm kind of like, surprised it didn't happen then. Well, <laughs> Something like that way no. back then. You if know, you who watch knows? it, you'll find out why. And by the way, that's not online yet. I mean, there's I'm going to watch it. There's a, there's a version that's out there right now that I'm not super happy because the, the video quality doesn't look super good. Yeah. If you've got it on a small screen, it's great. But um, it's called, is renamed called They Want to Cut Florida in Half. Yeah. And it's on Amazon. But I... I'm not super happy with the quality of it. Right. And I'm not, you know. But does when, it deliver the story? It delivers I mean, a story. It, it yeah. delivers a story. I think the issue is when people see something, though, what are they getting What are they getting out of it? You know, And when You're you right. see the beauty of what the Ocklawaha River looks like, yeah. you want to see it in its splendid glory. You don't want to see it compressed. Well, and that's make no my mistake. If you put on a documentary and the quality looks like shit people yeah, are definitely like, gonna yeah. be going eh, okay so that's why I, I passed the one out i know i would under from, from waterway <laughs> to greenway on dvd so when you see it you're like wow this is a much better quality right and it really is um but the what, issue well, is, what what inspired you to do that one though that fell in my lap yeah. i'm not kidding you i started doing it i was interested in knowing what the economics of what the barge canal would have been yeah is really what i was interested in like if it would have happened like what would it have been like? What kind of trading and yeah, what just... kind of stuff? And they said that a sh- basically a barge an hour would go through Ocala. I mean, before that, in the nineteen thirties, so fucking weird. Could you imagine that? Strange. Imagine the Florida was literally split and... in half. <laughs> like <laughs> the spills that we get. But oh my god! There's a story to this that's crazy, right? So as they were building it. Uh, and the Army Corps of en- Engineers was petitioned this, and it went through an act of Congress to make it happen. But as they were doing it, there was a transition from river barges to seagoing barges. Okay. And they didn't take that into factor. They didn't take any of that into consideration because it wasn't on the table. Right. So they figured, okay, we'll have these barges go through, and we'll unload it and then reload it, and then, and it just became like a nightmare, a logistic nightmare. If anybody knows where Rodman Reservoir is. Yes, we used to drive over it, isn't that? Mm-hmm. That's over near, I always want to say Fort McCoy. I just know people love North fishing Fort McCoy. North it's of Fort, good to fish. So we used to drive over that to get to mm-hmm. my grandparents' lake house. So you're talking about on 319 know, or 318? See, ACR, 316. ACR, born and raised. So <laughs> as you're telling me about this, I'm just like sitting here going, yes. Yes, I remember well, hearing watch, about this. You'll watch the documentary and you'll understand a little bit about the problems that happen with that. Rodman Reservoir is a good place to fish, without right. a doubt. A lot of people like to fish south of the spillway instead of up the spillway. They do a river drawdown every three years. And there's actually, if you what go there it, right what now. What is a river drawdown? Well, they lower the river so yeah. that where Rodman is, yeah. it becomes nothing but like basically it snakes into as a river would be as it would have been like you know but when they draw down the river it does a couple things any of the sediment and particles that have been there 
they actually basically they've been dried up and then they just blow off into the into the atmosphere. They yeah. just go over. So it, because of whatever chemicals are in there, it, as you may or may not know, um, the Silver River has a lot of nitrates in it. So when you lower and do a drawdown, the stuff that's set all settled on the banks, basically it just crystallizes and disappears. It's going to go somewhere, obviously. But, you know, it's one of those deals that you look at and you go, you know, I didn't know anything about that. I didn't know anything about the Barge Canal really before it happened. I remember as a child watching this promo that used to run like at like 6 o'clock in the morning. And it was just crazy. And I was like, well, what is, you know, what is this, you know? It was just kind of like, and then one day, because we lived in South Florida, we used to come up, and I went by this spot in Bellevue, and where 441 splits off where the police substation is, and then veers back into it, back behind there are some bridge stanchions that are still there that were built in the 30s. Oh, wow. And people have no idea. They're like, so this thing actually goes back even before then. The king of Spain, they petitioned the king of Spain and said, hey, look, our ships are getting ransacked by pirates down in the Tortugas. That's down in the Keys. We want to cut through. What are we going to do? We want to cut through. (laughs) We want to cut through. But they knew that Florida was a peninsula. They knew that. So Mm -hmm. talk about hurricanes and everything like that. There was no radar. There was no none of that, man. You just kind of figured it out. So those people use what's known as a sextant, which you can find out when the North Star is in the middle of the day and all that, and they, like, plot courses yeah. and they say oh this that and the other and i mean we're talking rugged guys back then oh yeah rugged oh people, yeah just like salt of the earth man you got it people today would look at it and they'd be like well i don't know if i get my fingers dirty man i'm like yeah well you better like dig in because it's time. oh yeah but yeah. i just don't think most people will be able to survive anything like that yeah. not that they should we you know we're a different a different type of we're people much right more now. delicate nowadays i think so <laughs> i really think so you I'm know fragile somebody breaks a nail or i can't come into work today because i'm feeling <laughs> whatever dude forget it they'd be like yeah all right they'll keel hole you probably yeah, is what they do yeah. on that ship they'd be like all right you're not gonna come to work today i'm fine you know drag you underneath the bottom of the ship let the barnacles <laughs> eat you up or whatever and then you know if the sharks don't get you then they pull you out and you know let you survive i guess if that's the case but yeah it wasn't it wasn't fun in that time for a lot of people by the way, this whiskey is very good, as I as I'd mentioned. Widow Jane, letting it air out gives it. It takes a little bit of the bite off. That is it. that is Reed's choice. Hmm. Reed brought that one over, and uh, good, he was quite happy with it. So the lady of the house, we Katie, got we got plenty more. So so have at it. But it's you know, um. So where are we a second here? We're talking about my doc about the well, documentary. Well, yeah, the we're show. talking we're talking documentaries. So the documentary on that, you know, tells a real story. Right, and there's an arc of the story, and one of the people in it is a gentleman by the name of Tom Adams Sr., and he was the biggest proponent for the Barge Canal. And later in the documentary, I've got old footage of him when he's, you know, talking in black and white here when yep. there's a big thing up in Tallahassee, of, you know, for we're going to do it or we're not going to do it, and they're like, we're going to do it, and. uh Basically, later on, this woman by the name of Marjorie Harris Carr goes ahead and she's like, no, we're not. (laughs) And it's like the craziest story because this woman basically, not basically, she did. She shut down the government. 
So and she had Nixon on her side. So there's a bunch of dudes hanging out, talking about doing some really dumb shit, <laughs> and it took a woman to come in and go, what in the fuck are y'all doing? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh. Definitely. Well, she's a woman. That does not surprise me. Beyond her means. Beyond her time is what I should not beyond her means. She literally definitely had her means. She knew how to talk to people. Yeah. She knew how to get people to understand what it was about this is what's happening with the environment. This is what's happening. And you got to remember back then, people didn't understand what it was. Of and course. I'm not talking about global warming or anything like that. I'm talking about just people in general, how we manage the land. Yeah. They just had no idea. They just, you know, that was... Well, they hadn't, they hadn't had to deal with a lot of the repercussions right. and shit like that yet. Well, you know, you know, they're still figuring it out. During that time, the Nixon administration started the EPA. Yeah. Because a river in Ohio caught on fire. <laughs> yeah. Is that how the EPA That's started? one of the reasons the EPA started. Here's the other thing about EPA, and this is why Florida is so important, and most people don't realize this. There were eagles' eggs, and there were alligators' eggs. Alligators were almost extinct in the state of Florida. I'm not kidding you. They had been just almost wiped out. Huh. And the eagles' eggs were basically like paper-thin shells. Yeah. And the eggs were breaking before the, the, you know, the eaglets could, you know, be birthed. You know, or however you want to call it with the. I remember when that was in question. So like. The EPA was basically, it was started under Nixon administration. Be like, what? Nixon? Tricky dick? I'm like, yeah. And there are a couple of things that, that he did that you go like, you know, like, what? How, I can't <laughs> believe he did that. Or I can't believe he did. He wanted to do universal health care. Yeah. Yeah. And there were other people like, no, nope, shoot it down. And that was it. Yeah. If it would have happened, it'd be a much different situation for all of us. Yeah. But I'm not talking politics. I'm just <laughs> talking about the history of what happened. Yeah. And Nixon was this guy who said, all right, I'm shutting down the barge canal which he was not allowed to do because it took an act of Congress to start. Right. But in that time that he did it, when he shut it down, it caused the program to have an environmental impact statement, the first environmental impact statement that had ever been done. Right. And a lot of people don't realize that the importance of that. That happened here in Florida. That started way before, like, you know, now if you decide you're going to, like, build a gas station somewhere – not only do you have permits and environmental impact oh, statement and everything goodness, else, yeah. the list goes on and on and on. And that's good. Yeah. Okay, because you guys, I mean, I don't have kids, so I really have no, you know, nothing in, at stake in it, but I do believe I wouldn't want your kids or anybody else's kids drinking the water that would be have stuff leached into it from a gas station that maybe the tanks are I think Floridians have always been really protective of their water. Mm-hmm. I do fault large companies, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I, I agree with all of the, you know, just protecting the water well, and being smart about it. And, you know, him blocking that, mm-hmm. even though he blocked it, it may have been the right decision. Yeah, Nixon. I because, mean, yeah, because there yeah. wasn't enough knowledge yeah, well, about I'm, it. I'm from Flint. Well, that's what I was going to tell you. Just because the water in, in Florida is important doesn't mean that the water in Flint is any less important. Let's yeah. be honest, okay? Oh no, I'm or just, the water I'm just, in Lake Mead or anything. Like, no, I'm just I'm saying a, from a uh, from a standpoint of, you know, this is this is the kind of shit that happens exactly. when when things aren't done properly. You know, and I think well, I think you guys are right that in the state of Florida, we've we've had a we've had a certain 
you know passionate about it and but i i also you know you Everyone sort of cares about our waterways yeah. we care about the springs well, it's we who care we are about it's part right. of who we are it's as, our as enjoyment a yeah. as a state that's where you well can where go else do you find enjoy. the fountain of youth right. think about this for right. one second yeah florida was based upon this misunderstanding actually about the fountain of youth yeah. Look at El Dorado, the city made of gold. What do you do when you want to mo- motivate people? Yeah. And you give them the superstitious stuff. Oh, yeah, city of gold. If you just keep going west, you'll find the city of gold. And everybody's trying to find it. <laughs> if you go here, you'll live to be whatever. Why do you think so many old people move to Florida? I'm being kind of facetious when I say that. We know it's tax There's, reasons. Yeah, yeah. But the real. <laughs> totally <laughs> okay? tax reasons. Tax reasons. We but got the, no state tax, Exactly. Bitch. So people Those come down here. coming from New York, and, again, and they're like, I'm going to retire here. They come Fuck down to yeah. Florida. Like, God damn it. And the thing is, is every time something comes <laughs> up where education, X off, X off, nope, my kids, my grandkids, they yeah. live up north. It's yeah. not going to benefit them. Yeah. And really, Florida, we are the gateway to space. Do you know that? Yeah, Can man. people in New York say, oh, we sent people to space? Oh, no, we sent people to space. No, you haven't sent people to space. <laughs> <laughs> you may have one or two astronauts that may have gone to space, but we are the gateway to yeah. space. We are the gateway to the new world, okay, with Ponce de Leon. Yeah. We are the gateway to Latin America. More business transactions happen in Miami than anywhere else. If you saw the movie Cocaine Cowboys, yeah. the rest of the country was sucking it up. Miami was growing, yeah. thriving. Yeah. Yes, it was drug money. We know that. <laughs> but guess what? They weren't, they weren't, they weren't, that drug money wasn't rolling in on its own. No, it was usually. Some of these motherfuckers were paying for it, so, you know, all the, all these folks out there like, oh, what, what, cocaine, what's cocaine? I don't know Check what the fuck that is. Check out Cocaine Cowboys. It's Shit. a really good documentary. Yeah, Billy that's, a, that's Corbin, a good who, one. I, I don't know Billy personally, but if Billy is listening, um, I really like your work. I really think that you do phenomenal stuff. Cocaine Cowboys, the first one I saw in the theater with my yeah. friend Gabriel, and we saw it at the Regal. Oh, shit. And he's like, yeah, you, we got to check this out. I was like, all right. So we went, and we saw it. And it was like, wh- I was just blown away. Yeah. And I, I purchased it on DVD. And then I got the second one. And the second one I like. It's a little more stylistic, but the first one is more kick-ass, well, to like, be honest with you. So you, you, you strike me as, as, as somebody who's very prideful about the fact that, that you're from Florida. You take a lot of pride in, in you know, I this do. is your home. I do. This is your house. But you know what? We think we should all take pride where we're from. Yeah. Because maybe if we took pride where we're from, we'd make it a little better world. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, you know, we you know, well, but don't I, have fun. But don't, I, you know. Well, what I'm getting at is, you know, given like the the two documentaries that mm-hmm. we've discussed, you know, they've been about Florida, you know, and about mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the impacts of, of, of the weather, the impacts of man, you know, potential. And and now your new one though is new one does not have a name yet. A little different it's from <laughs> what you've done in the past. If you look at my the slate, the clapperboard that you say, all right, all right, speed, roll them, <laughs> you know, slate in, slate out. It says undocumentary, the untitled Florida documentary is what it says. That's the name of it right now. Now that there the, is the, no name. What has been tossed around? Oh, there's a lot of different has names. Has been. Probably the most synonymous mm-hmm. thing going out there now with our state. Katie, you can say what the word is, what the two words are together. You know what it is? 
really when you have. read the newspaper or not we don't read Florida the newspaper. Man. That's there it, it is. Congratulations. See? That news and you Florida, know what? what do you get? It doesn't Florida matter man. if you're on Mars. You yeah. know what Florida man is. Isn't that so sad? Well, You've like heard something about a guy doing something with a gator. ACR my whole life mm-hmm. and and every ACR time. meaning Represent. Alachua County residents. Exactly, my you know, whole for all, life. For all Alachua, you. Alachua, if you're yeah. old no. school, if no. way up there. <laughs> all right, hold on. Oh, I know, I, I know, I know. I grew up in Hawthorne. Uh oh. Then in Gainesville. Yep. All in the same. It's Alachua. <laughs> I may be saying it wrong. Alachua. I know. I hear it from so many different it's people. Alachua, but um, yeah, ACR That's whole right. life. Where were well, we there's, there's fucking going? With that? I, I, we're talking well, about Florida pride man. and where you came, and where from, came from, Florida, you know? yeah. Because a lot of people think we're a bunch of dunderheads. We're like, yeah, man, y'all crazy down there, or whatever, you know. Well, like this, the, from what I can tell, this documentary almost seems to be the antithesis of yes. that. You, you seem like you're, like you're saying, yeah, Florida man. Well, we've had, we've we've also got some. Florida man oh, that you haven't got, heard about. We've got you know, Florida that, man that uh, you haven't heard, and that's everybody's going. Oh yeah, you guys, you know, put a positive twist you know, on a on a really you know guy seduces alligator or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and the thing is, we have to understand about why this happened. Okay. Yeah. Well. So the the big one was about the bath salts and the guys yes. getting their faces oh eaten off. Oh my god! Right? It was like zombie. It was yeah. exactly what it's called. If you looked that up online, yeah. it's yeah. zombie bath salt is what's called. That was some crazy shit. Zombie and, Florida man. And here's it's what happened. Fucking ridiculous. It became. Remember, everybody used, to, everybody used to talk about California. How crazy those people are in California. Those people are knuckleheads yep. out there. Well. It changed. I think those people couldn't wake up three hours later, so they're like, they're like, you know, we'll find out what's going on in Florida. We can't wait to find out what's happening in Florida. Yeah. The truth of the matter is, is that the the Florida Sunshine Law, yep. which was actually designed oh for a different reason, not for what it is. Yeah, it was so that politicians wouldn't do backdoor deals and everything like that. That they disclose things for transparency. Yeah. But when you know the old bath salt thing happened, people were like, oh my. People were like, what in the fuck is going on exactly. in Florida? <laughs> it was and that's it. And why is but, it called bath salts? Well, and here's the funny thing. I read up on that. Yeah. And the truth is, is that bath salts were not involved in that situation. Yeah, I didn't think it was. So it was people are else. going on about it. Bath salts, bath salts. And then there there's were, that there stupid several, song that's got, you know. Bath. There were several incidents that were similar that did have bath salts involved. But uh, now, so I can be clear. Are we talking about the guy who ate the face off the yeah. other guy while on the bridge? Yeah, that's no, the no, guy no. in Miami. No, no in that's the, the one. In the neighborhood. Oh, that's a different one. That's the college houses. kid. There's yeah. the other one. That's the yeah. Florida State yeah. kid. Yeah. But they were all right around the same time. But he they? didn't they do were. any drugs. That's right. He actually he, no. he was off his meds or something. No, no, he was totally clear. He was totally he he literally had he, like a psychotic break or mm, some shit. Right. He went out to dinner with the family. Yeah, and, and then just lost it. left the restaurant, was walking home, went into somebody uh anyway. There was some it, it well, was he was awful. still hungry, obviously. There, was, there just, was some shit I'm that sorry, played into I, it. I apologize to the family. Nah, that. That's terrible. Don't. There was there was some stuff that played into it that, that affected him chemically or whatever, but I don't it, he wasn't out doing drugs or you know bath the, salts that, or so the so the issue about the the whole bath salt thing is it really the change the paradigm from other states to Florida everybody looking at us so the the sunshine law basically changed that the, yeah. it changed it in in into a dynamic that people had no idea and this is the one thing and i mentioned this in the other podcast and i'll mention it here 
And that is, is if something happens in Florida or another state, and I'll use just another state because you can fill in the blank. Yeah. Say a meth lab blows up in Florida. Okay? Totally you're, possible. You're going to know the who, what, where, when, why, and how. Of course. Of everything on that. You're going to know the whole thing, the Absolutely. whole story. Absolutely. If it happened in another state, you might not find out about it until maybe two or three weeks later. Because when it happens in Florida, FDLE puts it into a database immediately. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it didn't happen so and they have to do a retraction, they'll, I guess they pull it out. But, but news organizations so news have, organizations access, have to access to it without having to do much exactly. searching. And that's it, because that's lazy journalism. <laughs> and I want to tell you straight up, because guess what you're doing? You're copying someone else's homework. So, well, tell me about it. Because it happens in your state. It could happen in another state. You're like, well, I'm just too lazy, to, or maybe I can't get it through law enforcement, or whatever you got to do. Whatever there's a reason why you can't do it. Now, I'm not saying everybody should be like Florida, because I don't really like that. I like to have my privacy, but much like you guys like your privacy. But I think there has to be some sort of a, like a limit put on it. Yeah. So, you know, the current documentary that I'm doing, it, it talks about the economics of the state. We talk about tourism, ecotourism. We talk about Florida, man. Yeah. And when I say we, remember, I'm the only guy doing this. Right. But everybody who I interview, I consider part that of part of it. Absolutely. Okay. Because part of it's not my. There's a guy by the name of Rick Kilby. Rick Kilby wrote a book called Finding the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. And it's a really cool book. And he's a graphic artist illustrator by trade. That's what he does. But he does graphic arts work for other people. And I met this guy through basically just serendipitously. Um, my name is Ken, Ken Bresshauer. And he wrote this book, which is amazing, called Florida Roadside Attractions. That'd be cool. And I interviewed him. And it's about all these old places yeah. that don't exist, like Serpentarium and all these like all well, these mom even, and pop even places. Even out here, like you drive down 301, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll see a lot of those. You know, you mm-hmm. outside of Hawthorne, Citra, mm-hmm. you know, the you see all these, uh, you know, orange field or old the old orange groves and yep. shit, you know, that were designed for people to pull over, That's pick right. some oranges and get back on the road. Mm-hmm. Man, they're all they're all shut down. You well, know? a lot of that from also here to start, there's several of them. You know, has to do with portion of this documentary that deals with agriculture. Yeah. And most people don't know this, but Florida, we're like 40 percent capacity of our oranges that we grow here. Yeah. The rest are grown in Brazil and Ecuador and Mexico Mm. and maybe a few other Central and South American countries. But they come in here. They, you know, they bring them straight up. Right. That's how they do it. And it's important that people understand the reason why they can still call it Florida orange juice is because you patent the seed. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That makes it sense. It can be grown on Mars. I keep using Mars as an example. And by the way, we're the gateway to space, and we're going to Mars. Yeah. Okay. I don't care what people say. People say the Earth's flat. Whatever, dude. We're going to Mars, and we're gonna. It's gonna happen. Would you, Would you sign up for it? Yeah. You do it. It'd be a one way ticket, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can say I got to go to Mars. <laughs> you know, but since I don't have family, I mean, other than my parents, you know, and I don't think that would happen anytime soon. Weren't they? They were. They were looking for like volunteers and shit, people to sign up. You know what that was? Know? That was a, for people to sit there and actually for seventy two days or something, and they basically would be like in a cocoon for that time, and they'd be like. IV fed or something like that. 72 that days to fly there. Imagine the 
atrophy that you'd have when you get out of that thing. You'd have why, why no fuck, muscles. Why are they going to sleep for 72 days? Why can't they just, I mean, 72 days. Because they want to find out if the human body can ex- exert that sort of time. That's what it is. And well, staying in there. You know, I think all they maybe, have to do maybe, is. Maybe do that with like one or two of them. There. Go to a hospital where somebody has been in a coma for yeah. three years and use that as your example. That would figure it out. You'd yeah. probably save a ton of money, by the way. I have an MBA, so um, <laughs> start sending me the royalty checks on that one. Um, I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, why do that? Why, oh, yeah, we'll give you X amount of dollars to do this, that, and they Probably maybe to see if people go crazy and see if they're going to do it. That could probably be the other reason. That's if you're in a coma, sure. you don't really have an answer. Unless you had that Justin Bieber record plan and, like, finally oh just God. got up to turn it off. I'm knocking the beeps, of course. <laughs> Anyway, how much more time do we have left? Because we want to get we, to the. We, we've got about thirty. We've got okay. about thirty at the top end. That's 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 at the at the very high end. I don't know that. I mean, we've done a couple that were two hours very early on. Well, let's uh, let's so, you know, continue because we'll get I, there. We'll get close to it. I know we've been buttering everybody up for this for a while. Oh so yeah. The new documentary is on Florida, and it's nothing like you've ever seen before. I can assure you. Yeah. I interviewed. Senator Bill Nelson, I told you about that in yep. the, uh, yeah, you know, the inebriated version. I, I believe you actually talked to me about it before you went, and and and, mm-hmm. and we're talking about you know how excited you were. You booked the interview, mm-hmm. and you were going to go do it. And uh, how did that go? It went amazing. Yeah. I mean, the guy. I don't care what anybody's political opinions are. I really don't. But the guy really sold it as far as how it was like going to space. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, I, I almost felt like I was there. Yeah, I mean. He's so animated. He's a fifth-generation Floridian. Right. Okay? And he tells about this story, and his great-great-great-grandmother had a piece of property two and a half miles from the launch site. Oh, wow. That's cool. He was the last person on the shuttle before it took off. Yeah. Okay? It was a, a Columbia. And he talks about it, and I'm like, wow. And I could just, I could just imagine if you could you know, like a time portal type thing. And here he is looking at his great-grandmother, great-great-great-grandmother, like across the field. Yeah. And she's looking back at him, and he's ready to go to space. And all the history that's happened in between that time is the state of Florida before it was in a state, when it was a territory, all the way through to present day. Ten days after he came back, the Challenger blew up. Yeah. And he talked about that briefly. You know, and he knew those people. And a lot of people don't realize, you know, Florida, you know, all eyes have been on Florida for a long time. That was that was a really crazy thing back in the day. What was that, like 86? Yeah, I remember the morning that it was there. I mean, the headmistress came into school and in the class and said, hey, Challenger's blown up. Well, I think, like, you know, wow. a lot of people were watching that on TV. A lot of classrooms mm-hmm. were watching that on TV. Well, you remember why, though, right? Well, it was that they had the... Uh, Krista McCullough. Yeah. She was a school yep. teacher. She I mean, was she was going to do like a couple lessons yeah. from space, low orbit, of course, but she still went to yeah. space. Or you know what I'm saying? She was well, but there. So there was, was there was a lot of people watching that shit, and, and that's the probably the problem why some people were watching it that it left such a yeah. delible die on. Well, I also lives. I think it was one of the first things that you know us as a society, you know we we. Watching it unfold, you know. I mean, yeah. remember on nine eleven? Yes. Watching that shit unfold, I think millions of people were just glued to their TVs, and I think the Challenger was sort of the first 
The challenger was a moment for me Time. that I, I always remember. Really that I mean, we didn't have you know, obviously JFK was way before I was even born. Yeah, and I I I say JFK because he was the one that said we're going to put a man on the moon by the end yeah. of the decade. So space related, of course. Yep. And you know, and we did it. American ingenuity. We did it. We there's some people that you don't ever watch that movie Hidden Figures. No, I want to check it out. I love that movie. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. I don't even know why it's a guilty pleasure, but I bet you I've seen it like nine times. I got one for One you. of my favorites ever. Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet? Night of the Comet. Check it out. Guilty pleasure. Huh. And I'll it's it basically about like a couple of people. It's the end of the world. Everybody else dies except a small group of five people, and there are zombies in it. All right, and, I'm in. Uh, Night of the Comet. You'll love it. It'll be a complete guilty pleasure. What's, what's your guilty pleasure TV show? You know what? I don't do it. Million, I don't. Mil, million dollar listing, New York. No, here's how I it love is. That fucking show. I go to like. What are you? What are you? <laughs> I have a couple, but the go-to, honestly, if I'm just trying to put something on, is Doctor Phil. Mm. She watches the fuck out of some Doctor Phil. Listen, if it's a dumb <laughs> I episode, I love Doctor Phil. But I fucking laugh every time. I, I caught an episode years ago. It was like he was trying to hawk a book called Life Code. <laughs> <laughs> and every fucking time I watch it, all I can hear is is him saying, buy my book, Life Code. I don't know, I don't know why, but that's what it is. The other one to save my ass is the Golden Girls. Oh, there you Who go. doesn't love the Golden Girls? Yeah, I, that's, like, I can put that that's on. That's one of the greatest shows I remember of all in the time. mid-90s, like the Golden Girls made like a resurgence and like everybody like, was watching it. I, was like, I, I watch that? it. I don't think a it's week like goes Nick at night by. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Then, like, I don't think a week goes by that I don't watch four or five episodes. Yeah, it's crazy. Blanche and this shit's always on there. And and you know what, Betty White, still she's kicking, the champion. still, she's still the champion. She's it. What is it? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Betty yeah. White. And I'll tell you what, Betty White. Her and Keith Richards. Very pretty woman. Very <laughs> like, pretty. What the fuck? Well, Keith Richards and Cher. Cher. And Willie yeah. Nelson. Willie well, Nelson. Well, no. How old is Cher? Cher's not that old. Oh, come on. Well, no, no Cher's way. in her, like, 70s. I'm being facetious about Cher. Oh, okay. Nobody's, nobody's as old as Betty White. I mean, Keith Richards isn't even 98, <laughs> you know. <laughs> he looks I, like 300. He's going to get there, though, <laughs> goddammit. I have faith that he uh, will. You know what? And this, so part of this documentary is about that, because I want to leave this place a better world for Keith Richards. Yeah. I really do. Hell yes. You know, we all need to. <laughs> it's so sad. We have I to know. start thinking about what kind of <laughs> what kind of world my children are going to leave for Keith Richards. <laughs> Just saying. Somehow. Somehow. So, you know, with the time that we have left, I want to talk about this new documentary. Yes. Because I think, and Katie had it just right, about, you know, the water... Yeah, you know we want to leave things better. I think Floridians we have a better grasp on it. And the people who move here don't really have that grasp. No, they don't. All these people they bring their bad habits, right? <laughs> yes, they bring their bad habits. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm gonna pour motor oil down this. What? No, oh, you're not. No, 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 no. You take that motor oil and you take it to whatever, and they'll dispose of it for you no charge. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll probably take it to a trucker and they'll put it in their diesel and they'll burn it up. Whatever way you want to do it. But anyway, it can be reused. Don't. Put that stuff down your sink. Don't put it down your drain. Don't put it, you know, it'll end up going into a lake or somewhere or a stream. Oh, and people, you know the what? The springs. The springs. If you just, if more people would visit the springs oh, and yeah. all the beautiful water and all the things you can do on the water, you'd have a better respect for the water. And Floridians do have that respect, not the money hungry. 
whores, but you know, I mean, hey, there's nothing the wrong people, with whores. Nothing know. wrong with you know what you I'm know, saying. We're not going to judge whores. That's okay. it. We do not judge whores. But I mean, we respect the water. Is that mainly what the documentary is about? Well, no, it's, it's like the waterways. Respecting our planet is really ah, it is because the general. universal the universal thing is, and I've talked to my dad about this, and I, I did speak with someone else about this. Is that we have not been very good stewards of this planet. Yeah. We haven't. Eight and a half billion people on the planet. Eight and a half billion folks. That's a lot of people. Now where are the jobs gonna come from from that? Where are the you know, and if, if people are getting sick because of water or we've got, you know, the coronavirus going on right now, who knows where that's yeah, gonna Jesus go. Jesus Christ. Right, right? And that might be a little dated because, you know, we could be talking about H one N one or swine flu as it was called back, you know, yeah. Ten years ago. It's actually yeah, I, I think, think it was like 20 same. years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry. Like, right? Sorry, uh, maybe 15 years ago. It doesn't, you know, the point I'm getting on it is, is that we'll be talking about something going, just to give people a perspective of where yeah. we are in, in the time continuum, if you will. But, you know, Florida, water has always been important. It really has. People would come here. I was talking about my, my friend Rick Kilby. And, and many of these people I've interviewed have, are becoming friends. They really are. And he talks about... People coming to Florida. Uh, FDR went to Warm Springs, Georgia. Yeah, he had polio. Yep, and he went there because that was what they felt at the time that you needed to do to help cleanse your body and help, you know, get your muscles moving and all these things that you needed to do. I people get that. People come to Florida for I totally water. Get that? They don't come here for snow. I, we know that. I had not been There's to the none. springs. I've been here since I was ten. So I've been here like twenty. Oh Jesus. 30 years right <laughs> that was tough but uh i've been here like 30 years i had never been to the springs wow. until until like what four years ago four years ago and uh changed your life i know it did man yeah i got uh-huh. in that shit and it was so goddamn cold that's right i still want to get him down the itch tuck me mm-hmm. but 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 getting out i i remember you how, didn't want to get out. oh my god i remember how amazing it felt yeah like my body felt afterwards. I, I mean, I spent hours in there, and it's the water now it's just it's 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 one of the greatest fucking things to jump <laughs> in those springs and just sit. There's a place in South. Uh, well, it's near the Fort Myers area, and it's near North Point is where it is, and it's yeah, a like warm spring that comes out, and the water is like eighty five huh? degrees that comes out of the, out of the ground. You know Fort Myers. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Scary. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> you but know the what? Springs. The it's spring. A warm it's a spring. warm spring. Fort Myers High School, class of '98. Yeah. Well, didn't uh, didn't Pee Wee Herman somewhere around there? <laughs> <laughs> I think he was in Sarasota, Sarasota. or something like that. Yeah. whatever. So, something like that. Kind of hanging out there. <laughs> he was hanging out there. Oh. That place doesn't exist anymore. They leveled it later on. <laughs> I mean, everyone went to DVD anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? <laughs> you know, like going to a theater full of weirdos. But getting oh, back to Florida, you know, that would be a good Florida man story mm-hmm. because that actually happened. Yeah. I remember when it happened, he was, was on that MTV. Here in the States? Yes, it was yeah. Sarasota. God, why did I think it was out west? Damn because it. he was crazy Californian. He's, a, he's that's an right. actor, you know. And he went to high school at Sarasota. He went to, you know. Yeah, so. but the movie theater thing. Pee Wee Herman's a Florida there. man. There's the house that Pee Wee wow. built. That's right. He's I the only guy that. I know who's gotten off twice. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Paul, you, Rub- Paul Rubens, if you're listening, uh, it would always be it would honestly be great to come meet on the you, show. Seriously, come on the show. <laughs> We'd love to have you, man. Porchville, baby. And I really respected it when he when he when he was on MTV on that. Anyone here any good show? jokes exactly. lately? Exactly. Just came. You know with what? It. That's the thing that people need to do is just come forward and say, "Dude, you know what? And you know what? Hey, Nobody bothered him after Rich, that. Richard Pryor he said, "Crap, same thing." Richard Pryor, what's this? He lights the match. <laughs> Richard Pryor wrote it down the street. <laughs> just put it out there on Front Street. You see, that's, that's how you do it. That's, that's exactly how you what inoculate you it. And people don't go anything. They don't say anything about it. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's having fun with it. Because yep. you're supposed to have fun with it. Well, well, what do you, what do you last, want? Oh, go ahead. Last episode with Biddle and talking about, you know, whatever their that's forthcomings right. are. Yeah. They make fun of that first. Yeah. So you can't get on them about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, our, our, our guest last week, his, his he actually, his chest is caved in Uh-oh. from a disease that he has. It's oh, okay. a genetic disorder, not a disease, genetic disorder. And so he, he has like a crater in his chest mm-hmm. wow. and it's, it's, it's insane. And, uh, I knew about it from watching him do stand up, right? Uh, because he, Comedians. Shows everybody Right right you know? right And he's like Look at this And you know We had a discussion About how That's sort of The go to thing You well, know For comedians Bash well, yourself Well that could kind of Be sexy Because I knew a girl Like that And it like She had triple E's Or double E's Man it was like Amazing well, She should have shown Everybody <laughs> God damn it You don't keep that To yourself I know I know <laughs> So but, what do you want People to get from this movie Well let's for, talk the, the, the a Florida little, man little more about it. it What I want people to do Is I want people to understand Florida a little better I want people to understand About our environment A little better yeah. I want people to understand That we're not This crazy anomaly And that Guess what The same strange stuff Happens in your state Yeah But The thing is Is that media Doesn't get The front page That right. we give them Here in Florida We give you a front row Yeah You know Oh my gosh This happened This happened Take this us happened. to the show the only thing that's faster is when somebody goes, you know, like, oh, a Kardashian sneezed or something yeah. like that. It's on Twitter and it's on half a gram and everything else that's out there. And you're like, what? You're like, <laughs> does it matter? I mean, is it important? No. This documentary, I hope, is important. Yeah. I hope it's important and people learn from it because there are so many things. One of the interviews, and this is what I'm waiting for, last thing. One of the most important interviews that I'm gonna be doing is this the is this the news you're gonna tell? This is the news flash. Breaking news. So I got off the dun, phone dun, dun. with her the other day. Her name is Sarah Barnes. Sarah Barnes. And Sarah Barnes is the one who burned down the tree called the Senator Tree, which was a 3,500 year old tree. Yeah. Okay. Now I know people are like laughing. Oh, that's totally Florida, man. That's mm. totally okay. This is Florida. There's a woman. different side to this that a lot of people don't understand. I read the I read what happened, mm-hmm. and it's on its face. It's you know it's a it's a Florida man, Florida oh, woman kind of story. Man all over it. But when you really think about it, it's it's kind of sad. So what you and I, Katie, was the three of us talked about tonight? Don't mean to hold, <laughs> don't want to single anybody out about. What we've kind of done to this state, she talks about that. Yeah, and people think, oh, she's this person, and she was on meth, and she'll tell you. Yeah, she'll tell you. Well, and for those who don't know, she she burned down she the would, oldest tree. She was one of the, the oldest trees mm-hmm. in the world. It was like the yeah. fifth oldest tree in the world. Yeah, yeah. And wait, wait, wait. her right. and somebody else, yep, got inside the tree because the yep. trunk of it was partially. It was hollow. raining. They went in there and they lit and, up, and she liked to. 
get in this tree because the wind would come through and it would sort mm-hmm. of act as a tunnel through the tree. That's right. And so her and her friend got in the tree one night smoking. It's cold, smoking meth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cold. They started a fire mm-hmm. inside of the tree. That's right. Now, I can only imagine the size of this tree being one big enough to fit two people in comfortably right. where you can sit around and hang out well, and smoke meth. Well, 350 fucking years no, old. 3,500 3, 3, years yeah. old. 3,500. Oh, my. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So he, the story, though, I mean, there's a human side to it. Yeah. Everybody wants to vilify this when they want to demonize her. I'm not completely convinced. I mean, she did it. She'll tell you. 100%, yeah. You know, but what I'm saying is when you hear what she has to say. Yeah. Okay, which I don't even know because I'm doing the interview on Sunday. Well, at the end of the day. We met. I think it's, it's a woman who, you know, I mean, she was in a really dark, place you know certainly addicted to drugs and all that certainly. shit was it, this done like was not in, intentionally no no no. was this done in the past and she's paid her debt to society yes. and, yes. and yes. now she she's grown from it she went to prison for in 18 prison. months yeah. she got out and then unfortunately she got another altercation yeah so she violated parole but the point is and she this is the reason why it's so important that i get this interview and i talked to her i met her i went yeah. down i said look yeah. i reached out to her uh, through social media and I sent her a, a, you know, a friend request, and then I got banned for a month on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where how I found her. Facebook jail. But anyway, uh, I reached out to her, and I sent her a note, and then it wasn't until a month later that I actually was able to say, hey, by the way, I sent you this thing. And she's like, oh, yeah, what's going on? And I said, look, I'm not media. I'm not I'm a private funded person. I'm interested in your story, yeah. and I want to know what, you know, and and I sent her the copies of my DVDs, and she was like, "Wow, I trust you. You know, I trust you to tell the story." Because I met her, we went to a, a a place. She was a little late. I was actually a little late too. And I got in. I ordered whiskey. I don't want to sound like an alcoholic. I'm not. <laughs> but I was like, "Hey, I want to like." Loosen up the situation yeah. a little bit Because who's this this woman It's not for me to judge yeah. I'm certainly not going to judge her But you're also at the same time You're in a strange Curious. place yeah. You're sitting down You're like meeting you want to see her yeah. size You're so meeting I, a woman The only thing you know about her Is that she's right. at some point Been addicted to meth So I get in there And burned a tree uh, And, and serve time yeah. And she comes in You know And then she goes She goes I gotta go to the bathroom So she goes to the bathroom And uh, the woman who's a barkeeper Says is her name Sarah? I'm like, yeah, it is. Why? She goes, she's not allowed in here. I was like, <laughs> okay. So I finished my drink. And so she had a, a, I had asked her, I said, look, if you feel uncomfortable, bring somebody, which is how I always feel with somebody. Yeah. Okay. If I put a lav mic on you and you're a female, if there's another female around, I'll have that yeah. female yeah. put on a lav 100%. mic. I'm just professional sure. about it. I don't care who you are. That's just how I do it. That's just how I, how I am. And, um, Anyway, the woman says, like, yeah, you can't do it. So the guy who was, who was with her, who was a, a coworker of hers, says, like, what's going on? I was like, yeah, we got to go. So we end up going somewhere else. So the next place we go to, I, hear, oh, I uh, overhear somebody lightly go, that's the girl who burned down the tree. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So she's like a local legend. Oh, everybody knows her. People in Japan know her, man. Get the she's, fuck out of here. Yeah, because of Florida, man, it's become global. Wow. Global. People are like, oh, my gosh. But there are other people who I'm I'm interviewing that are some big names, um, and people who tell stories about you know there's this 
gentleman, um, his name is Seth Bramson. And Seth is the historian for the Florida East Coast Railway. Yeah. And he tells the real story of how the Florida East Coast Railway went all the way down to Miami. And everybody says, oh, yeah, Julia Tuttle said, come on down. There's Here's these oranges that survived, and you know, the freeze and this, that, and the other. And they glamorize it, and it's like absolute horse crap. Because if you and I were going to do a business, or the gentleman across the way who has the landscaping place, we'd sign up contracts, wouldn't we? Yeah. The way that people tell the story is like, well, come on down, Mr. Flagler. We got this railway for you, and this, or you got you know, this land for you to build your railway. No, it didn't happen at all. He sent like his chief land person, acquisitioner, and his vice president, and said, go down there and find out what's going on. Hmm. And they arrived like a week later on, and met her and hung out. Remember, this is all done by telegraph back then. Before the internet, your son would be proud of you, like doing that. Hey, Bob, <laughs> what's going on? I'm trying to bring all that back. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then finally, you know, she says, uh, "You know, let's deal." So they talk a couple times, not talk, just telegraph back and forth. So she finally gets this thing done. But it takes a couple times before it finally goes through. It's yeah. not glamorized like, hey, nice to meet you. I make the deal. How are you doing? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. It didn't work that way at all. But the railway is what brought a lot of people to South Florida. Huh. A lot more people than we know of. And yeah. it's, you know, Florida's the home of the newlywed or the nearly dead, you know, because of <laughs> people coming here. And Florida became and has and will still become a place where people want to retire and people want to experience, you know, stuff without snow and without. You know, yeah, we have crazy afternoons for the rain and stuff like that. <laughs> but think about it. I mean, yeah. we're, um, you know, we're, um, you know, we are a state that a lot of people I think are envious of, and I think that's the way they talk such crap about us. Yeah, we're no, we're not. Don't be envious of us. Come down here, spend your your vacation dollars down here. That's what we really want. <laughs> Hell yeah, I don't want people moving down here. Yeah. Heck no. Why don't you come down, and spend come your visit, vacation, get the come fuck back see to what it's like, then go back from. to where you're from. <laughs> I'll be I'm honest with you. Yeah. My favorite bumper sticker is leave Florida, take a developer. <laughs> I'm serious. Because that's really what I think it is. Well let's uh do you have you have any websites you want anybody to check out? So I have uh, how at, can people reach out and find you? You can reach me at DP Lane Films on the uh on the interwebs on uh on YouTube and on Abstract Productions. That's A A B S T R A C T Productions. Dot com, and that's my production company, and uh, that'll be giving you up to dates. So I'll be doing all the podcast stuff. I'm gonna archive all the podcasts so yeah. people can check it out and check this one out and check out some of the other ones I've done. And hear the progress of what this documentary is gonna do. Have a you, lot of have big you thought about doing a podcast? No, you should fucking do it. You I have no time it. to do that. I you, gotta you'd be this surprised. First. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I I, I bet you that I could I could steer you. Towards some of this, uh, absolutely, you guys, like, yeah, I like, liked it. because, dude, I'm gonna tell you, we are sitting at an hour and 53 minutes and 35 seconds right now, and it sounds like I don't, I, I have never made it to this point and and sat here and, and figured we could still do more. Where you like? <laughs> well, it, well. Anyway, 
Hey, listen, <laughs> I want to say I enjoyed this. This was awesome. This, is, this has been a really good if show. If anyone wants to comment on it or put in their two cents, we're willing to hear it. We're willing to see it and read it. We probably won't message back, but maybe we'll bring we you up on the next We always message back. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Maybe we won't message back, but we'll bring you up on the next podcast. No, we, we always message back. You do? Yes. Well, yes, that, we always answer, respond. You want to hit us up? Definitely hit us up. That's why you're in charge. <laughs> Porch, <laughs> Porchville Pod. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on all those places. And any place that you can uh, download your podcasts, um, you can subscribe to us. And uh, please subscribe to us. We definitely, uh, definitely love all the uh, all the new traffic we've been seeing. Um, HellfireRadio.com. Uh, Again, check them out. Nine o'clock Monday. That's where we'll be. We may be moving to Tuesday, but uh, right now we are still on there for Monday. And uh, of course, you can send us some uh, emails, porchmail at uh, porchmail at porchvillepod.com. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. This has been Nick, Katie, and Darren. It's been amazing. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Amazing. So make sure you check out uh, from Waterway to Greenway, Hurricane Andrew, a retrospective, and uh, check out this Florida Man documentary. We will definitely keep you up to date when it drops. Darren, say goodbye. Hey, goodbye, guys. I'm sorry about that. No, you're all right, man. We're just playing our outro, so. God, sorry about that, guys. Much love. Talking about all that water. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I gotta pee. I gotta pee. Good times, brother. Good times. We're gonna do. This. I think we need to do this again, man. We may need to sit down some more. So. Well, I'll keep you updated on what's going on, and definitely excited about. Sounds good. The latest and greatest. All right, everybody. Bye bye.